You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio a 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Trick or treat, Lone Star Radio listeners. This is Dick, the general manager, taking this quick moment to remind you that Lone Star Community Radio is looking to fill some of our talk show slots along with some of our DJ slots. We have a new show airing on the 10th Making Connections with Stacey Harris, which will air every second Tuesday of the month at 1 p.m. Make sure to check it out along with our other programs on Lone Star Community Radio. More information on Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. And again, if you're interested in doing something with us, call the station, 936-647-3776. Thanks for checking out this recording, and I hope you guys enjoy. You are now listening to Nerd Dog Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Cole DLG. And I'm Cole Baldridge. You're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sustations. And worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. This is episode 79 of Third Nerd Dog Radio. Oh, that's a lot of episodes. It is. I need a break. 79 episodes in, and later in the show, we're going to have our good friend Austin come on, and it's only taking us 79 weeks to yeah. get get there uh probably the most famous person i know and it's taken me right. literally over a year and a half to get him on the show so. yeah when you asked me hey austin's come on i was like why haven't you asked him before now <laughs> actually i, I think it was you i was like dude why isn't austin come on the show right and i was like oh yeah he seems busy why haven't you talked to him yet and i talked to him all the time it's just literally just right. a matter of like like we were out for your birthday right and literally the next day i was like why hasn't austin been on the show yet and i was like that's, I don't really that's all on you. not really a it's reason all on you. it's just literally all on you i feel like he had better things to do than all our show you, probably He's a big time. Like right now. I'm not like I don't like to do our show, so I figured there's no way he wants to come <laughs> on our show. That's true. You <laughs> don't. When I get that text message at eight fifty five, like, are you coming today? And I'm like, ah, oh, let me put my pants on. Jeez. So um, I got my Savage of the Week up. Yeah. It's, uh, okay. Col- Colin Kaepernick this yeah, week. Yeah, back to back weeks with football players. Yeah, I saw that. But uh, I mean, come on, if they're not <laughs> they're not going to sign to play. It's like, okay, well, if you won't pay me to play, you're going to pay me to sit. And. Without going into the politics, right, right, we right. know why they, we know why they're not mm-hmm. signing, and we know what it is. Uh, I wonder contractually if that's an issue. Like, I wonder uh-huh. if he's asking for more money than like like. Okay, let's say you were in a in, in a similar situation, right, right, where you know you probably are between number twenty five and forty best quarterback in the league, right, right. Well, I think it's a fair okay, fit okay. for him. Um, and you see people. You see people worse than you getting jobs. Like, right. you, how much money do you ask for at that point? Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't want to get too much into it, but I always, I see a lot of the Seahawks players like just sign him and, and let him play. Right. Like, their team hasn't even signed him. Right. Like, they were gonna work him out, and then they didn't because well, and it's the attention. People don't want the attention, and, yeah, that, but, and take I mean, it or leave it. I get what you're saying. There's people on that team that brings attention. There are, but they're already there, and also what so. they do isn't necessarily maybe the conversations aren't the same. You know, it's a little bit like well, Vic-esque. Remember when he came back from mm-hmm. prison, there was kind of this weird thing where it was like, well, who's going to be the team and it was to Philly, do this? The brotherly love. It was Philly, but more importantly, it was Donovan McNabb. Right, I think right. Donovan McNabb is who made that easy because in Philadelphia, he actually had a little cachet. You know, the city of Philadelphia is a really pool. tough sports town, but he had the ability to kind of... He took Michael Vick under his wing and said, listen. Well, they had similar play styles as well. They did. But he said, listen, this is a guy who deserves a second chance. Mm-hmm. I believe in second chances. I know Philly believes in second chances. And then Philly had to be like, I guess. And so he was like, he's going to come and work out. And he can only help us win. And right. if he doesn't make the team, he doesn't make the team. Right. 
And then he makes the team and he makes... They should uh, give Colin the same opportunity. Uh, but who's going to be the quarterback who steps up, though? Cam and, Newton. No, I think it's the wrong guy. Uh, I mean, he needs a PR win right now, but I don't think it's him. Right, he needs a PR win. They play similar styles of football. I think... So... I think the guy yeah. who can get away with it... Would be Tom, I, Tom Brady? No, yeah, no... <laughs> Tom Brady could do no wrong. Everyone hate, everyone who hates Tom Brady already hates Tom Brady. So right. it is what it is right, there. Right. Who do you think? I think right now Aaron Rodgers hurt. Yeah, that's not going to happen. He he. I know. And the Green Bay coach might have been thinking about it. He's like, we've got two guys and blah, blah, blah. Right. And I get one of them has been a, a development project. Yeah. for like He's been on the team like three years. So yeah. I understand Brett what he was Hundley, saying. UCLA. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers could do it. I think also in Seattle, their quarterback, yeah. Russell Wilson. Yeah. He that, could. That's, that's what I'm saying. He could very easily take him under his wing and say, like, listen, because Russell Wilson makes his career, he if you've ever seen any of his interviews, he's a Christian. Uh, I believe he was a virgin until he got married here. No, he, was, I think he, was, he was married previously, but they, uh, stayed, so the, they stayed celibate during the relationship. Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. Pretty ballsy so, when you got that chick. <sighs> I could have done Man, it. no comment. Um, so with all of that, like he has the cachet, I think, to be like, this is somebody who needs a second chance. This is somebody, everyone deserves it. This is somebody who right, needs right, one. Right. Like, I'm going to put my arm around his shoulder and, I'm going to show him how to be a better quarterback, and he's going to show me, you know, how to help people or That's whatever. That's the thing. Whatever. There's a lot of people standing up for Colin, except for quarterbacks. Right. Which is weird to me. Well, it, it makes perfect sense to me. Well, like, it's the one position he plays. I mean, but are you really afraid how of— hard, How hard would you campaign for the guy who might take your job? I don't think anybody's worried about him taking their job. I think some people are. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, Alex Smith had to leave town because of him, and now right. he's, he's playing great in Kansas City exactly. now. Right, right. But last year, they were like, hey, Alex Smith might have to leave town. But he, I don't know. I, I just think it's funny. And that was three minutes on football. Yeah, right. So I do have a uh, savage mention of the week. Oh, okay. I'm ready. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited. I'm going with uh, the young Willie Savage. Oh, um, Will I am the big he, head himself. He doesn't have a big head anymore. He's grown into it. The big head. But he went savage this week at school. So Ali Savage has ter- parent teacher conference, and, and he body slams someone through a table. No, I mean, and he's stage you know, dive. The greatest athlete and student. And oh god, everything in easy. school. He's just easy. He's just easy. Amazing. Dad goggles. <laughs> so, her teacher says, tells them, she has them all do a self-evaluation. Okay. All the students. And it's got a smiley face, an indifference face, and then a sad face. How do they explain indifference face to five-year-olds? Well, it's probably got the line straight. These five-year-olds know emojis now. They know what everything all right. is. Okay, that's fair. Right? That's and fair. And so it's like... Uh, I don't know that I could explain indifference face to I, me. Yeah, I don't doubt that. So questions are like, do you listen to your... Or, you know, do you follow directions? He's like, smiley face. Yes, I do. Do you listen to all the instructions from blah, blah, blah? Smiley face, I do. Do you work your best on your schoolwork? Smiley face, yes, I do. Do you have friends? Smiley face, yes, I do. So everything's smiley face. Then they gets to a certain question that says, do you listen well when other people are talking to you? And he puts indifference face. <laughs> so the teacher is going over it, and she brings him up, and she says, well, William, why, why do you have an indifference like face here? Like, Do you not always listen? He's like, no, when some of the kids start stop, start talking to me, I just don't listen to them because I don't want to listen to what they have to say. <laughs> and so, like, all right, so you told your teacher you didn't want to listen to some of your, your fellow students. He's like, no. It's like, why not? It's like, because some of the stuff they just talk about is dumb, and I don't want to listen to it, so I don't listen to it. <laughs> How do you get mad at that? I feel like there's I a, feel the same way. Well, yeah, but I feel like that's an anger. Like, I feel like there's an anger to that where it's like, why am I hanging out with these? What it is, and I've told you this time and time again, he only hangs out with the kids that have points, that do good. So whenever someone's talking about something he's not interested in or it's one of the bad kids, he just flips the ear switch off and goes on and does his own thing. 
six so years funny. old, he's already got it figured out. He's already savaging on people at six years old when they try to talk to him. He just walks off. I don't feel like listening to you. You know what? This is not a conversation for me. I don't know. You guys aren't smart enough. <laughs> Turn the corner. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> it's amazing. That's pretty bold. It is pretty bold. No doubt. So last week we got a little bit about um, how great of a t-ball team I have. You're right. Yeah. I invited you out to watch a game. I did. I is did. it not intense though for six year olds? Oh, for sure. Off it's a tee? It's sure. It really. It, you forget. You forget how like sports is about competing, and so like this is their first real go at competitive right. sport. And so while they don't all get it, not yet. They do all understand there's something going on right. that is intense. And they all get really pumped about it. You can see that none of them can stand still. They're excited. Yeah. They want to do something, but they don't know what it is. But how crazy is it at six years old? Then you look and you're you're in the stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I'm out on the field coaching, like I tune everything out usually. Like I don't hear anything that goes on except for what I'm. So like in the stands, like right. those parents are going crazy. They are. They're getting excited. They are. I mean, it's it's insane at six years old. Fall <laughs> t-ball undefeated. But hey, I man, my nephew had two outs. Man. He did. He, he did. did. You know what's funny? And we're talking about baseball again. <laughs> so I told uh, told your brother-in-law, because he coaches with me, I said, yeah. I'm going to switch things up this next Saturday. I might let you know EJ play a little pitcher. Because you know, he hasn't really he hasn't really sh- shined at any infill position yet. He right, kinda, right, right. He kind of spaces out. He can hit the ball great. We talked about this. And so going into it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a shot the next Saturday. And so he comes up to me, and he's like, Coach, I want to play pitcher today. <laughs> and I was like, you know, man, I'm gonna let you play on uh, next Saturday. I got you in. And Gus is like, man, you know, I really worked with him a lot yesterday. I thought you were gonna let him play. So then I got that like guilt trip almost. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, Hold come on, on, fam. I was like, come on, on, fam. So like, I, ha- I carry around this little notebook in my pocket. You might, you might have seen me flipping through. I it. did, I did. And I've got all the positions written down. The bag order, like I'm meticulous about it because every kid's got to play two in the infield and one in the outfield. They only can sit once. They only play catcher once. So I'm like, I got it all figured out. So, I'm, so I open up my notebook and I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm flipping through it. I'm like, okay, you know what? I think we can make it work this inning. We'll give him a shot this inning. <laughs> Turned out that was the inning that won us the game. Yeah, so. he did. He won you guys the game. He between got two outs. Between him and uh, Willie Savage, they they got the three. Yeah. Which in T-ball, getting three outs is a huge deal. It really is. It it's really is. And it's deal. funny to watch. And the rules, and you guys, everyone was crushing the ump. I'll tell you yeah, what I will never good, do again. That's a good ump. He's I will ump never ump. be an umpire at a, at a, at a sporting I loved event. it. I loved it when I used to umpire. You did, but you also sometimes you would have your gripe days, but you yeah. got to take it off. You got to take it right. out on people. Like for you, that was your therapy. Yeah, it was. This is, it's 95 degrees. Uh-huh. It's Saturday, not morning anymore. Now it's one in the afternoon and he is out there to make his $50 and go home. He's a man. And you guys He's not are making that much a game. ruining him. You guys ruining him. He's not making that much. What does he make in a game? Uh, probably twenty five bucks. And not that, worth it. At that, age. not worth it. So really, so he probably did all five games that morning. So he probably worked eight to three and made a buck twenty five. And if he had to talk to the parents all the games the way y'all parents are, forget it. When I forget it. I specifically got to a point where I was like, I'm not doing six year old games. You know what? I'm not doing any games unless the kids are eleven, because the six year old parents are the worst. Because the rules are a little different than normal. Right, right. And they don't know the rules. And they are hammering. Like, one of the rules, they were yelling about Lil Willie Savage. Like, the way he stands in the box. Because, like, he can't do that. And the umpire's like, why can't he? Well, then, uh, that's, that's not what it says. Like, they just don't know. Right. And that's the hardest part. The parents. Yeah, well, and the rules being different makes it the difficult. The parents are the hardest part about any Little League, any sporting event that involves kids. Oh. The worst part. They are. 
is, the parents. is parents. So let me ask you this. This was a conversation that was going on in the stands at the time, watching that uh-huh. game. Uh-huh. Does the tie not go to the runner? There is no such thing as a tie in baseball. He's either out or he's safe. There's no tie. So who does the tie go There's to? There's no tie. He's either out or he's safe. So the the umpire has to make a call of who mm-hmm. got there first, even right. if they got there at the same time. Right. There's no tie. So he has to give it away. Right. He's got. You talking about the one where he called him out and he was clearly safe? Well, multiple. Well, yes, he missed one. Yeah, he said he missed one. Okay, he missed one, but there were also multiple ties. If you read the, bu- the rules of baseball, there is no such thing as a tie. He's either out or he's safe. So that whole saying, the tie goes to the runners, right. is just a it's thing. False. Right. I feel like I've seen announcers say that. Yeah, that makes me. Announcers are idiots. I mean, I know that because I've, I've... Now I've, that we, like, do announcing type stuff, yeah, and we right. on the radio, and we watch certain things. Right. Like, I'm listening to announcers more and more. Yes. And it's like, do you guys do your homework? Hey, real quick on the way out. There was a, at the Eagles game last week, or uh-huh. not at the Eagles game, the Jacksonville game. Uh-huh. The announcer literally read the notes off the teleprompter, nice. which said, read the two bullet points on the graphic. That is awesome. So he's, re- he's running it down. He's like, and we're going to be in halftime with Terry and Howie, and read the two points on the graphic. Yeah, yeah. And then he said it again. Read the two points. Oh, gosh. I ruined it. On the graphic. And then, like, that was... <laughs> that was Mark Schlereth was his guy, and Mark yeah. Schlereth started going into something else, so right, he right. moved away. But oh, Let's great. move away from this break right here, this, this segment. Let's take a break. We come back, we'll get into what we like to call nerd media around the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Joey Savage. Don't forget, check us out on iTunes. Click subscribe. Leave us a review. Also on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to us there as well. Catch us out every Monday on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1. The Halftime Report. Kurt Terry, Howie, Michael, and Tony look on graphic for the final two bullet points. <laughs> it's so, so good. good. It's well, so good. Sometimes. And then Mark Schlerz is like, I don't know what you're doing. Right I'm just going to move past it. And he just runs with it. On yeah. graphic for the final two bullet points. <laughs> I love that. I love live reading. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm Joey Savage. Corey DLG. And I'm Cole Baldridge. You know, the uh, holidays, that came to us courtesy of CBS. CBS. Sports. Thank you, CBS Sports. <laughs> the holidays are fast approaching. So Christmas list, Hanukkah list, Diwali just ended. All those things. Kids are looking for games. Space Cadets Gaming Gaming is the place to get those. They've got... You ready to just rattle this off? With yeah, me? what do you got? What do you got? Go. They've got Hero Clicks. Hero Clicks. They've got Magic the they've Gathering. They've got Star Wars Armada. They've got Bunchkin. They've got board games. They've got card games. They got Pokemon. No, they don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> but they got all kinds of things at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, located in Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Ask for Brian McMeans, aka B Mac. You heard him on the show last week. And yeah. mention Nerd Thug Radio to get a 10% discount on one ticketed item. Whoop, whoop. With that being said, how much does Netflix want to spend next year? I think I saw it was eight billion dollars. Eight billion dollars Netflix wants to spend next year on original programming, and they're making. They've got eighty movies slated for release. The time next year. is now for familiar practices to make its way to Netflix. <laughs> Man, with like you said, how many movies? Eighty. Eighty, 80 Original. movies. Originals. Eighty original productions. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, how much content are you trying to like put together? That's a well, they're, they're, lot. Because they've lost this huge licensing deal. With, I think, well, I think that's part of it, but also remember what their business strategy was. Their business strategy has always been to go straight original stuff. And now I think with losing the Disney licensing, you're I not going to have any of the Disney stuff on there. They I just saw a headline that says they're also going to have 30 animes they're producing in 2018. Right. 
So they're they're pumping it up. They're going. They're going fast. Right. They're going hard. So Netflix's pumping goal really fast, when they really decided hard. to do streaming, when streaming took off, right? Their the business model they apparently created internally was eventually all original content. Because the way the streaming world has kind of broken down is now it's a wild, wild west scenario mm-hmm. where essentially all these Hulu, Crackle, Amazon, uh, but there's even more stuff. And then now the networks themselves are holding on to their shows to do their own streaming on their websites. My mom, when she misses CBS stuff, she goes to their website. You do the same thing with CW. See, and I don't. I mean, because you know, I watch Arrow right, and right. all that stuff. Well, I don't have in my new cable. I don't have the HD version. Oh, so I don't want to watch the non-HD version. So right. So I don't record it. I just I'll go to CW. Yeah. Right. But even as we're finding out. There's even streaming services like the minor leagues of streaming services. Right. Out and there. we didn't we didn't realize this, but so now that we've started going into producing original content for Nerd Thug, like the brand of Nerd Thug Radio, which I hate saying out loud, it's so stupid. It's the brand. But as we start doing more Nerd other Thug things, media. the Nerd Thug media of it, as we start doing other things, we've started to kind of okay, well, how do we where do we go with this? How do we monetize this? How do we shop this? And we found out that there are kinds of other places. So if if everyone is doing this, essentially what we're left with is who's going to you know, how do you control the content? Because you can't outbid everyone for everything. Right, because even you've got what we talked about a few months ago. DC's like, we're going to do our own thing. Right, DC's going to do their own thing. Disney's going to do their own thing. So now things like Seinfeld and Friends become even more important. Right. And so all of a sudden, those things become so important and hard to get that someone's going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to get them. And now you're blowing your budget on one show. Right, and so, you don't do that. And so now they've moved over to all this original content, and they're just basically telling people now at this point, Listen, keep watching what you're watching. Keep loving these other things. Keep checking out this. These, and, and they've been good so far. The Netflix originals have yeah, been, been great. For the most part, they've only canceled about four of them. Yeah, it hasn't been a lot. Um, I mean, one of them was, what, Sense8 just because it was too expensive? Sense8, the budget. I don't like. Here's the question, though. Like, I feel like their budget was essentially double Game of Thrones. Right. Um, And obviously, they're not getting. Ahead. Right. You're not getting the same <laughs> result as Game of Thrones. No. I've got to feel like if someone builds that budget and creates that show, someone should have had a conversation. Right now, uh, the show Lost. This was a this was an example at the time. They spent a million dollars on their pilot. Do you know? And it was the most expensive pilot in television at the time. Later in the show, we're gonna get into our weekly top three, which is travel. Okay. Wh- whatever. Right. Right. I never watched Lost. Okay. Uh, Ali Savage did. I, think, I mean, it's a times. phenomenal show. I never watched it. Like, okay. All I could, if someone says what's Lost, people were trapped on an island. Right. I just figured out that it was like. There was like time travel on the island. Yeah, 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 yeah. They no did a whole they did a whole season of time travel. Right. I was like, what the heck is going on? That the island, island was a, no it, Gilligan's. That's Lost, for sure. Lost was a pretty cool show. Right. I mean, I should probably watch. You it. You should. Right. It's got a lot of things you're gonna like in it. I'm late. Um, it doesn't. It's one of those cool shows. It was very well written. A lot of those writers have gone on to do yeah all yeah. kinds of stuff now. So like, it's a very talented group of writers and creators. But it's and one of those things that I feel like the time was there and I didn't do it then. And there's just so much. Newer, oh, great so stuff. you're right, and you're how, right. How do you find time? Right, like I can't um, even find time to play video games. So like my my one of my favorite shows, Dark Matter. Uh, they yeah. just released the third season to Netflix here. Very cool. And like I'm having trouble finding time to actually sit down and watch. I haven't even finished the Defenders yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> I haven't even done that. How it's, are you on the show and have not finished the Defenders? Because I started it. How long ago? Mic drop. <laughs> Uh, 79 episodes ago. Yeah, be embarrassed. <laughs> be embarrassed. Like, uh, no, I haven't because it was one of those. It's one of those things that we watch together and then find the time with my busy life to watch it. And then you don't mean us. Happens. We don't watch it together. No, not you me. mean you and your wife. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's a little weird you haven't watched that. But I'm like two episodes in. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it took a little bit to get going, though. And they do a whole yeah. episode where they're at a Chinese restaurant eating and talking to each other. Right. Like, so I it's started watching awkward. episode one, then Orville dropped. So then right. I started watching Orville. And then we found out about the ranch. So right. then we're running through the ranch. Ran through the ranch. Right. And then yeah. Glow was there at the same time. <sighs> Glow. So, yeah. Oh, man. And Glow, like, that mm. cast is so diverse mm. and busy. When are they ever going to get back together to make Glow? They're already, they're, I think, in February. It's supposed to come out June of next year. I okay. think they're starting to film already. Okay, interesting. Because I, the as big as that cast was, I was like, how are they going to get all these people yeah, back? A lot of those people weren't. I mean, besides Allison Brie, oh, and Mark Maron. Mark Maron. Yeah, he's he's, a, funny he's guy. a busy guy though. But besides them two, the other ones they're not really doing a whole lot. I don't know. I don't know if I agree. The welfare queen's just doing like <laughs> wrestling. She's an actual wrestler. Yeah. Um, before you get into the Punisher, which right. I know you want to talk about. Uh, last week we talked about. Uh, just briefly, where they're talking about what's going to happen with Phase Four of Marvel. Okay. And so this week, it, James Gunn has kind of come out and just been like, "Yeah, you know, Avengers Four is going to kind of end the story that was being told there." But he pretty much came out and said, "Guardians of the Galaxy Three is going to be the, the movie that kicks off Phase Four. Okay. So it seems like Phase Four. What he's basically saying is, Phase Four of Marvel might be in space. It might be everything wrapped so, in with space. So they're talking about they can get into the Annihilation." Um, storyline actually Marvel, I can't scrolls that's, even so here's what that I think that would be great so here's what I think that means um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna uh, so if you recall Captain Marvel set in the 90s right uh, and it apparently features the scrolls right and a two-eyed Nick Fury correct uh, so to me what that means is things are gonna happen in that movie and then she has to disappear somewhere right so what I think happens in the fourth Avengers she returns having escaped from the scroll uh -huh. or returns as a part of a scroll Cree conflict. Right, right. Thanos blowing stuff up and using the Infinity Gauntlet and doing all the stuff in space is going to create opportunity for the scroll and Cree and but, other races to either come to Earth, like the Chitari, or fight out in space. Fight, like expose Earth because in that way. Announce they've, Earth. They've announced that. Agents of Shield, the next season is in space. Is in space, and they will be fighting or touching on with the Kree. Oh, see, I so haven't had that. Con there you continuity, go. continuity. Did I say it right? You did. Uh, and then it. Inhumans is Kree based, right? And then on top of that, which have they touched on that in that show yet at all? I've only seen the first two episodes. I mean, that will be where it will come up. Yeah, yeah, they have a little bit. They Not say they're Kree. They say they're right. of the, okay. Yeah. So, and Captain Marvel does go into space, and then they've also said. Oh, Marvel released some covers mm -hmm. and then redacted the cover. And on the cover was the Guardians of the Galaxy with Ant-Man. Yeah, see, the only thing that I'm worried about when you go into space, because I definitely think you can do some more Guardians of the Galaxy. You've got Captain Marvel. You can take you can take Doctor Strange and throw him out there. Oh, sure. But what do you do? You have Ant-Man and Wasp, which is in Phase 3. Right. And then you've got Black Panther, which is in Phase 3. you got to assume at least... There's going to be a second Black Panther because that movie looks legit. Dope. It looks legit. So how do you get that into space unless you create the movie version of the Illuminati? Ah, uh, I see where you're going. Hey, yeah. Real quick. Was, yes, go was ahead. those redacted covers for the MCU or for comics? For comics. Comic books. Oh, okay. Was redacted it? Guardians of the Galaxy covers uh, where they were, they, they've been teasing in the comic books that they're going to take a, a new member into space with them. Right. They came back to Earth. Yeah. And they've reassembled, and they're about to leave Earth again, and they're going to take somebody with them. And they'd be like, who will the new leaving, Guardian be? Are they leaving Thing behind? Is that what that looks like? N no, it's one where they're all standing all excitedly. All excitedly? Uh, like superheroes, hands da, 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 on the, da, da, like, 
fist on the fist dun, on the hips. Dun, 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 and dun, in the bottom dun, right dun, corner, smaller than Rocket Raccoon, is the Ant Man. Stand on top of like the Marvel like logo. Yeah, yeah. So you've got um two minutes here. Punisher. So, Punisher, the new trailer just dropped. I haven't had a chance November to watch 17th? it. November seventeenth. Mm. When so does it, Justice League come out? Uh I think November seventeenth. This that, is gonna is be this, good. Do you think that was on purpose? Like, absolutely. Pay twenty dollars and go out, or pay nothing and stay home. Absolutely. Man, that's so smart. Like Marvel just finds ways to post to a bear. Home. All right, go ahead. So, what so else? anyway, so the trailer dropped. This move, this show is going to be intense. It's, it's going, going to be, be brutal. It's not going to tie as much into the defenders. They're basically saying Punisher's already laid his groundwork in the MCU. You know where he fits. This is going to be his story, mm-hmm. and then we'll come back around and loop him into everything on the next run through. Um, you can do some things with the Punisher, man. Like I'm, I'm curious to see. It sounds like Jigsaw is going to play yes, a part in this. Correct. I would like to see how street level and they keep this. Yeah. And do they even need to bring in like? Does he does he ever need to cross paths with these guys ever again? I can, I think a cool fight between him and Luke Cage would be interesting. Karen Page is in and Jeffrey Cantor, I believe. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Deborah Wall. They're they're continuing their story. Mm-hmm. Because she kind of has a soft spot for it. She kind of has an understanding of the vengeance. I'm going to move through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, more importantly, this is going to do really well, and it just sets Disney up strong. It does. Because in a year and a half, they're taking all this stuff back. Right. So go ahead and keep making great television for us, Netflix. Go ahead and keep building up our empire, and then we're just going to go build a castle right it. on top we're of gonna it. We're going to take it and skedaddle. Right. So real quick as we get out of here, in the Arrowverse, yeah. they're hinting... At the existence of Bruce Wayne and the Justice League. They need to just go ahead and have Batman in Arrow. They are so, hinting. So two Justice Leagues now? Yeah. Well, the TV and well, the movie are totally separate. Yeah, I mean, they already universes. have two Flashes. Yeah. Right. They're two well, totally separate universes. The Flash is always a weird one because it's like right. multiple versions. Time travel. But the, yeah, the yeah. TV is not. Also, the uh, Constantine is coming back in Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, and that was about to break. Yeah, I heard When that. we come back, we're going to have our friend... Austin Ford and his Shelby Mustang. Nerf that radio. All right, guys, we've come to the point in the show where we need to tell you about our friends, Space Cadets. These guys host all of our favorite nerd events on a regular basis, from Hero Clicks to Dungeons and Dragons, from Pokemon to Star Wars Destiny. They've got it all. With one of the largest nerd inventories I've ever seen, there's practically nothing you can't find at Space Cadets. Brian has long been a friend of the show, and the most important thing to stress to you guys today is how family-friendly and great to go to Space Cadets really is. The Savage family regularly makes the trip there, and Joey, Nico, and myself regularly play different events there. Check the Facebook page for times and games scheduled this week. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming Collection Collection on Robinson Road in the Woodlands. When you go, let them know that Nerd Thug Radio sent you, and you get 10% off your highest ticket item. That's right. Save 10% off your highest ticket item if you say Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Man, that was really loud. I was. I feel like I should have yelled next time over the music. Anyways, I'm the Captain Joey Savage. <laughs> Corey DLG. And I'm Cole Baldry. You're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister stations. And worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. And catch us at the Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. That's true. That's true. We have a special guest who's he's special, like legit special. What? Like special ed. Corey, go ahead, take it away. Uh, I don't, I don't want to introduce this. This, this is this is this all you, man. The worst intro you can give this is a all guy. You. This is all you. So the one time <laughs> guest that we have here, uh longtime friend of mine, uh, fan of the show. Um, yes. That's a stretch. But huge fan of the show. Huge. Uh, huge. 
NHRA drag racer, uh, also most obnoxious person <laughs> of the year, Austin Ford. Thank you. Thank you. That, <laughs> that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Right. No, there was a whole vote. You won, man. 34 years, and that's the nicest thing <laughs> you've mustered up. Oh, man. How long have we known each other? Uh, oh, I did. At least since graduation. Yes. Yeah. So, well, I mean, 2002. We, yeah. So we, at least, at least we interacted years. in high school. We but did. It wasn't we did until after high school that we really. Yeah, we weren't really friends. Is that fair? <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm thinking now, like, we never really had a class together. Are we friends now? And you I, I mean, I I call you a friend now. You like, hung out with I now Zach say, a lot. I hung so out with Zach a lot. That um, kind of explains it. It was just the two of you. You know what? In hindsight, right, right. it was. It, it was just right. He was a little bit of a friend repellent. Yeah, he was. Um, he lived right behind me. Yeah, and he was <laughs> literally friend, right behind me. He was friends with like James Taylor and stuff, but yeah. like not you. Yeah, Zach's a different. Character. No, no, <laughs> I, I like Zach. I haven't seen Zach in years, probably. And What's last crazy? time we last time we hung out, we literally said, "Why don't we hang out more?" <laughs> and you literally looked like y'all could be brothers, right? Like yeah, at legit. this point, you guys yeah. are working the beard. The tall beard and... He looks like a smarter Charles. No one knows who Charles is. That's no Austin's no older one. brother. He knows okay. exactly who that is. But no, no everyone <laughs> on the radio is like, who's Charles? It's all right. Who's Leave this, it a mystery. Listen, who's this Chuck guy? If you Leave have questions, you email him to the show like normal. You know how it works, fans. You know how it works. We'll let the internet gypsy answer right. all your questions. That's right. We'll, go we'll Google it and we'll send you a Snapchat. That's me. You're the internet gypsy? Yeah. I wish you had like the little handbells, the little <laughs> ding, 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 ding. danced around. No, just the handbells. I, I don't. I could do a uh, gypsy jig. A gypsy jig. That's what it's called, folks. The jig. Gypsy jig. Scientific term. Scientific. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so Zach, you uh, you race dragsters. That's Austin. Austin, see, I already messed up. You're already already already. So at first you called him special. Now you've called him <laughs> Zach. So Austin's never coming back and to the show. And I'm done. That's it. So talk Michael. to for those who don't know. Uh, you started a, a, a second series of racing two years ago, but before that, was it two years now? You've been doing the the supercar stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a couple years ago. Before like, super, before that started though, you were doing stock limiter, and that's really kind of where the Ford family kind of made its bread and butter, and where the name kind of comes from, and all that. To walk people through that because that's a unique type of drag race. Yeah, it is. Uh, the they have different classes in drag racing. Of course, there's the just fastest one wins and then they have a uh, uh, bracket racing which the kind of racing that i do with my older cars we we have two 67 shelby's which if anybody's seen gone in 60 seconds that's that car my name's that's austin the, ford and i drive a shelby ford yeah, yeah. that's pretty dope yeah, that's the easiest way to describe that car to a lot of people but, that's how uh, that's how that's the pickup line right there right yeah Remember there that really sexy car and gone in 60 seconds? That's what I drive and I, I, I race. I drive one of those. When I race cars. When I race cars against other guys. Sometimes girls. Sometimes girls. Sometimes girls. That's true. Sometimes That's girls. true. Feminism. Hashtag Your sister feminism. races. Is that right? She does. I heard she's better than you. No comment. <laughs> Nailed it. This interview's <laughs> over. <laughs> well, actually, Heather's on her way over. She said she's going to cover for you if you had to leave <laughs> <Yeah>. early. <laughs> She is not. She is the sexiest race car driver <laughs> in the world, by the way. Um, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. The microphone goes on, and the questions just fly. Here, you know what? Here I was thinking that this was a, like, PG. No, no. We are a PG in the windows. 
Did what, I say that right? In your window. In the windows. Yeah. It's like we're PG twelve. It's, like, it's like a Rick and Morty PG. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's definitely. Where is. it's like PG or TV fourteen. You made me so really. happy the other day when you told me you've been you've you've now started watching Rick and Morty. Yeah, we'll get into that later. But let's get back to the drag race. Yeah, we got sidetracked. Yeah. Yeah. So brackets. So you line up against the other car. Y'all's y'all's green lights don't hit at the same time. No, it, it's. I mean, the simplest way to explain it is if the car I'm racing is like a second slower than me. He gets a one-second head start, okay. and you kind of just got to guess your time and get close to it without going under. So it gets pretty complicated, but really the, mo- the most important part is, is your start, your reaction time. You know, the reaction like time is where you kind of clean re- up. Yeah, that's yeah. where you can really make your bread and butter. But, you, stuff. but essentially what you're saying is like at the beginning of the day, you, you dial your cars in and you say, today this car will run a 925 quarter mile. Well, you, you, can, you change it every round. So okay. it's like a bracket system. You know, it, that's how we run. We don't run in laps or anything like that. Right, it's right, drag right. So it's a bracket system. Every round you go up, you know, you predict your your time. So, how you're so do you? So you can change it. So you use the day. performance of the car, obviously, as an ingredient to change the time. But yeah. what do you what do you take from your opponent to adjust the time? Oh man, there's there's a million strategies. It's you know like, like anything well, that you do. Discounting but, like quality of driver. So not not worrying about like oh well his reaction times are terrible, so I can give him a two. Discounting that. Like let's say his car is built to go exactly two seconds faster than you what do you do to your time to compensate for that well you kind of just look a lot of times what i do is i look and see how fast they've been going in qualifying and then i know how fast i've been going to qualifying so if we get to a certain time of day where i think it's just a little bit slower but all of a sudden he he says it's a little bit faster then i know there's a little bit different there's something up there right so then that i can base my strategy based on that Interesting. Interesting. There's a lot of, That's really like, complicated. It is, it, but what what I want people to get from this, just because I've I've grown up with you and I've, I've, I've we've hung out at many races, I've watched this happen, kind of where you guys strategize here. It's when people talk about like inside baseball or like inside right, right. football when they go deep on it. And Into like, the numbers. Yeah, when you start talking about like, hey, there's a lot of strategy involved. It's not just two guys line up and, and whatever, whatever. I, I, you know, I want to make sure you get the credit for that because that is kind of a, a complicated thing you guys do. Yeah, this isn't just let's line up and press the gas and see who wins. Right. This isn't Vin Diesel and Paul Walker trying to make $20 million each. This is you guys are. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really complicated. And that's where a lot of the, a lot of the better drivers, that's why they do good every year. I, I mean, I like to consider myself one of those people, but, you know, sometimes, of course, everybody has their bad years and things like that. But I've had a lot of success because of that, you know. Well, at the very least, you've been doing this, I mean, Jeez. 15 years, 20 years now? It's like 16 years now. Wow. 16 yeah. years. Yowza. Uh, I know at one point you right. were an all-star, which meant you were top 10 in, in the in I, your I was, class for the year, right? Well, I, that's uh, that's broken up into regions. So it's it, there's there's seven different regions. We call them divisions. And uh, I'm obviously in the South, Texas. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I was number one in the South. Nice. For, for that year. And I, I'm actually going into next year. I'm number two right now. So there's a couple races left. So I can hopefully so we're going back hopefully to Chicago, get back. My least we, favorite city on the planet. Might. We just back might. Back to the Chicago. Windy city. I hate Chicago. I hate it. it. Last time we went, I got stuck. You did. I got, we got me and your, uh, y'all were dating or engaged? We were, da- we were dating at that time. Uh, so you, me and your wife, we got stuck in Chicago together because we, we weren't, we weren't cool enough to make the trailer crew. I can't figure out Chicago. It's, that's what I'm saying. Like, like it's, you hear all these statistics, how it's the most violent city in the entire Americas. And then you watch a Cubs game and it's a bunch of white people. So 
I don't where, know. where do they live? <laughs> I'm gonna leave. Like, I'm gonna leave part of that alone. <laughs> but like, why isn't there violence happening at the Cubs game? So there's really terrible neighborhoods oh. right outside the outskirts of Chicago. So it's not really Chicago. It's it's the suburbs, right? Just like just like the suburbs of Houston and stuff. Oh, okay. uh, one of them, however, is where the racing track is. Joliet. Joliet. Oh, okay. So the year he was an All Star, Joliet, race, Illinois. Joliet, Illinois is the race is where the racetrack a lot is. Of stuff there. And right before we flew in, I was just googling Joliet to see what was going on out there, see if there was anything cool we should check out while anything I'm there. Popping. Murder capital of the world when we landed. Yes. So as I'm getting off the plane and the flight ends, like, welcome to Chicago, come to this. And I was like, and murder capital <laughs> of the world. They didn't. They weren't as thrilled about that as I was. Though. Yeah, but not. I'm surprised you got off the plane. Well, we were already landed. Like they had to let me go at that point. Did they? Like, were they going to keep me? Send him back. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely <laughs> one of those purging. places. Let's not, go yeah, Juliet. <sighs> well, that's one of those places where it might go down. Uh, and it's funny because uh, they lost my luggage uh, for that trip, and they had to. They were like, "Well, wherever you're going, we'll bring it to you." I said, "I want you to know." I'm going way far away from this airport. So are you sure <laughs> you're bringing it? And they said, wherever you are, we will bring it to you. Did they? They did. But when I told the driver where I was, he did not want to. No. Okay. I had to tell him that they had already promised me they mm-hmm. would bring. Because he was like, can you meet me somewhere? And I was like, no, I can't. I'm in the middle of Joliet and I don't have a car. Right. You're coming I'm to me. I'm here for the races. You're coming to the racetracks in Joliet. And he was like, I don't really. That's crazy. I don't really want to. <laughs> I don't want to do this. We did see BB King live there though that weekend. That's awesome. Um, that was like the Sunday or the Monday, whatever it was. But yeah, so so now that you've moved into, we got a couple minutes here. Kind of quickly explain your relationship with Ford with the supercar. Yeah, so uh, I have a 2016. Uh, it's called a Cobra Jet. So it's just uh, it's got wings. That's not how that works. Oh, um, I, got a, I got a Cobra. It's that's a do. That's just different a kind of Cobra, but right. yeah, that's a Cobra. As impressive. Thank you. Thank um, you. Yeah, it's a, it, it's it's a factory built race car basically. It's built just to drag race. So, uh, yeah, I got that a couple of years ago, and it is this kind of racing is heads up, and uh, it's becoming really really popular. Do you have a record? What's your record in it? I I don't own a record in it, but uh, no, no, not like a world record. Like, what's your win loss record? Oh, my win loss record. Or do they do it by got, bracket the same way? I've, I've got a lot of wins in it, and I've only had it for you know a couple of years. I don't yeah. know my win loss record in it, but it's it's more wins than losses. Zero losses. Undefeated. Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah, zero yeah. zero losses. Done. No check. one listening to this show so, will, will correct us on that. Someone yeah. go check it. Yeah, yeah. no one's going to fact Yeah, it's that. not my obligation to give you the right yeah. stats. That's fair. Uh, so so now, this these are like supercars, though. So these are factory-made drag race, like, not stock cars, though, right? No, uh, th- no, th- it's not a, it's not an actual, like, stock car. But right. it, com- it comes from Ford that way. Like, they get it from a dealership like that. So, so like, roll cage and the whole bit? Roll cage. The whole schmoozle? So is wheelie bar. Is there anybody driving one of these on the road like a total jerk, or is everyone who has one basically using it to race? Yeah, they either have it to race or they have it like to show showroom or something like that. Well, let's jump to a break real quick. When we get back, we're gonna ask a few more questions about racing, and then we'll talk Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, you're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Hi, this is Rob Guillory, the artist of Chew. Just want to say shout out to Nerd Thug Radio. Keep it real. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. We're sitting here with uh, Austin Ford, drag race extraordinaire. Uh, we ended the last segment talking about your car. I think you forgot an R in the, that. The intro to this segment better, right? was way better than yeah, the last one. It just one. takes me time to get going. Yeah. You know? 
I'm a uh, long distance runner, unlike Corey, who's like one jump, one pump jump. One, what are we? One what? step. One step. Pump. One yeah. step. I don't know why pumps came into this race all of a sudden. One pump jump. What kind of what kind of running are you doing pump? in pumps? Oh, you don't even know. I don't. I have so, many questions. So this car. So like NASCAR, for instance, like they give them just like a shell, and then they put all the other stuff in there. Is it the same concept, or they just kind of let you do whatever? Uh, you, you can you can build one like that. Uh, mine is uh an original car, so they only make fifty of them okay. every every couple of years. And I have number 25 of 50 from 2016. Okay, so, very cool. Uh, they're going to make some more up here pretty soon. But mine actually came to me re- ripped and ready to get ready it. to go down the track. In theory, you got to do okay. a lot of stuff to them right, still. Right. But yeah, put gas in it, oh, yeah. oil, put the well, easy like, you know, tag up. Like in NASCAR, they give them all just the shell, and then they add the engine, and they do all the other right stuff um, to it. But then, like in his in the stock lim- in the stock cars, those are actual. You have to drive a version that was sold. Yeah, I mean, the th- th- those cars, they have to have, like, an original engine combination. You can't just put something crazy in it. I mean, you they got to be pretty original. Yeah. That's part of the strategy of driving the Shelby, right, was the multiple. Yeah, there's a lot of options with those things. So it's. Like options. I yeah. like me How options. impressed were you with that element of car knowledge from me, of all people? Uh, I try not to be impressed with anything that you do. That's fair. Nailed it. So, Bruce, uh, <laughs> tell me about all those wonderful toys you've got there. How do you afford them? Uh, we definitely have to have sponsors. Like, you. In order to do it the way that I do it, like traveling around all over the place, you either have to be Bruce Wayne or uh, you have to have sponsors. So we have some really great sponsors. Um, my main sponsor is uh, actually a school called samtech.edu. Oh, um, nice. School of Automotive Machinists uh, uh, uh-huh. and Technology. Hey. 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 Technology. There you go. The future. I figured you'd like is that. Is now. Uh, but they, they t- teach students how to build racing engines. So it's it's perfect for obviously drag racing and stuff. So are do, you like their final project? I I hope not. Do you, do, <laughs> do you have to do like teaching? Show? No, you show up I don't, and like. There's hi, no way I'm anyone Austin. would let me in. A let classroom. me tell you about no. My, let me tell tell you about me driving your engine. No, there's no no, 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 no appearances. No, but the students come out to the track. They actually uh, work on the cars, um, and uh, I, a guy that went to school, he's a student there. His name is uh, Travis. Shout out to Travis. Hey, Trav. Hey, uh, Travis. He is uh, crew chiefing my car, so he does a lot of work um, on the car itself. And, uh, yeah, man, it's really awesome. The, the students get to interact with everything. They, I mean, so that's a really they're, hands-on they're, they're, experience. Yeah, and they're not just in drag racing. They do a lot of other forms of motorsports and everything like that. So it's really cool. So if there's anybody out there that wants to learn how to work on performance race cars, not, you know, the Ford dealership or whatever it is, that's the place to go, samtech.edu, because they're awesome. But uh, we have uh, sixshades.com by Eddie Bauer Jr. Really cool shades. Um, shades. Lupe Tortilla. Hey! That's, that that's is, the big one. That's the important one. Yes. I figured you would like that. That's the one that keeps you fed. Enchiladas. That, yeah, that's great. Uh, so uh, it's, just like, it's just like nothing but like bean and cheese enchiladas at your house all day, every day, right? No. No, fajitas. Oh, fajitas. Okay. Fajitas. Right. fajitas. They got the, 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 the lemon-lime kind of situation. Man, I really fajitas. wish Nico was here so to good. say all these, fajitas. these words. Yeah. Fajitas. Fajitas. Tamales. But uh, we also have uh, Mickey Thompson tires. They hooked me up on tires. Tires are really important. So you got to have some good tires. Oh, Mickey bet. Thompson is the best. They are awesome. I bet you could spend a lot of money just on tires. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. You can. Um and then uh, I spend money on tires, and like, like every time I do it, I'm always like, so "There's no way it's fun to do it." Like, right when you purposely drive fast, uh huh, burning tires, right. 
but we, we also do some stuff uh, with the Rod Ryan show, which uh, okay. kind of helps us get some good so exposure. PR and and, yeah, exposure yeah. and things like that. Which, by the way, I mentioned this the other day. How was I on the Rod Ryan show before your show? He's more famous than we um, are. Well, so I just... How does that happen? I was on a real radio show first <laughs> when you before actually, this one. <laughs> when, you, when you went on the Rod Ryan show, we had actually just come into this nice studio. And before we did this, before we were in the studio, we're doing this at his house at like midnight at like weird times on a pool table. We... We had actually talked about trying to have more guests back then, but like, it was you know like what? maybe we should wait till we get a legit setup. <laughs> we didn't want people to know how homeless this whole thing was at yeah. the time. So once we got set up, though, you had already been on Rod Ryan at that point, and I was like, "Well, he probably won't want to do a fake show after doing that." <laughs> uh, by the way, thanks for uh, hooking me up with Phyllis. That was cool. Good friend of yours, me. I I, I like Phyllis a lot, but that's why know. he didn't hook you up with. Yeah, her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I think you're seeing a connection here, jerk. Hey, you had your shot. Your one shot, mom spaghetti. I did. You blew it. Uh, I didn't blow it. She was just there with her mom and didn't really want to talk to a guy. You blew so, it. That's the reason. Yeah. You know. You hey, I laid out my A game. You blew it. That was your A game. Yeah, I just unzipped. I was just like, <laughs> hello. Oh boy. Hello. Oh boy. That's not my so A game. Any, any other uh, uh, sponsors? Uh, well, Ford helped us out a lot. Um, Obviously, they they continue to help us out. Yeah, I mean it's. So how how hard or easy was that relationship for you, considering you're the Ford family, and they're Ford Automotive Racing? Uh, it kind of stumbled upon me. <laughs> I'd say so. Someone walked up to me and said, "I'm going to sponsor you. You, yeah. you look cool. What's no. your last name? Ford. No, oh just, my God, this is great. Yeah, no, they, they're just. It's good to have connections. You know what I mean? That, that's mainly what my relationship with Ford is. It's they're just a lot of help. Uh, getting things done for me, especially. Um, so, yeah, I'm dude, we have awesome sponsors. And th- that's the reason I'm able to do what I do. And old man Charlie Ford, he's a bit of a, he's a, bit of a legend, right? So that kind of yeah. opens some doors? Yeah, of course, man. He's, uh, he's the one that got us into it, you know, and he was, God, he was so good back in, like, the 80s especially. Yeah, I didn't know and, this, that, like, yeah. your dad was, like, a legend. Uh, I'm, I found this good. out much later because he, he tells the worst stories. And dad? I was his dad. <laughs> the, he talked about a golf store one time. And he's on the fly. Oh, on dude, the my fly. dad has the best stories. And so we're, he's telling the story, and I was going to tease him about it. And somebody, like somebody, before I could bring up what I was going to say, someone else was like, because we were at one of the racetracks. I was like, man, I just wanted to come say hi and meet Charlie Ford. And in my head, I was like, what? Who just what? Like, <laughs> you don't meet old people where you live? Like, what is, what is going on here? But it, Turns out your dad's kind of a big deal, huh? Well, you've got some crazy stories, too. Um, so, like, your grandkids are going to have some cool stories. Like, what's the craziest moment you've put your you've been in, involved in, like, with you and just other celebrities that you never thought was possible? Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> Celebrities-wise? Just, yeah, just a crazy story. Oh, dude. Uh, let's top Charlie Ford right here. <laughs> let's top Charlie Ford. Let's crazy. top Charlie Ford right here. All right, I Charlie would say, Ford got down is when you hear the stories. Here we go. I would say probably... Uh, maybe maybe even fairly recently, Super Bowl weekend, uh, when they had all the parties and stuff here. Yeah. Uh, it it turns out that I had met the chain smokers before and and barely remembered it. Oh, uh, good story. I now, won't, I I won't say, say why. Family show. Won't say why. Uh, um, I always say though that it, it, any of us can meet the chain smokers and never know it, right? Because it's just it's just like two white dudes, right? Like, could you yeah. could you pick them out of a lineup? Like, I, I think the weirdest. The weirdest thing to me was the fact that, so I had brushed by to meet one of the owners of this club that I was at and uh, was like, 
basically chest to chest with uh, one of the guys, Alec. And uh, I was like, oh, man, I, how you doing, man? He's like, yeah, man, I was trying to say hi to you, but you went right by me. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm Austin. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he's like, hey, you know, our table's right, by here, right behind me. Let's hang out and stuff. And so he introduced me. He's like, hey, this is my buddy Austin. He's a race car driver. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> right now. if i could only time travel yeah figure this out yeah and so uh anyways we end up hanging out and by the end of the night uh, uh, i end up seeing another buddy of mine i was like hey did you see me hanging out with the chain smokers all night and uh, he said yeah dude you've met them before i was like what, <laughs> what? He, said, he said he said yeah he said uh how good of a time did you have to where you don't remember meeting them but they remember meeting you <laughs> yeah like, i don't know that's i don't know that is like my secret deepest fear is like famous people remembering me and me not remember meeting them. That can only mean like only terrible things yeah. have happened. But, but I mean, being in racing has, I've gotten to meet a lot of different people and hang out with a lot of different people. You know, like one, another one of my good buddies played for the Rockets. Right, right. He's in China right now. Shout out Demo. De what buddy? Oh. Um, but, uh, what, what team is he on now? Some kind of, some kind of Chinese. Not team. the Shanghai. Shang, Shang, Shangdong. Shangdong uh, Sharks, Golden Knights, or something. I don't even know. I was just saying Gophers. I don't know. That <laughs> seems appropriate. Shangdong Gophers? Seems appropriate. Say the gophers. Sounds, about, sounds about right. <laughs> sounds good. Let's roll with it. <laughs> Dude, the Chainsmokers are really good, though. Like, we went and saw them at the rodeo. And your, your daughter's oddly a fan. Yeah, she loves the Chainsmokers. Mine is too. My daughter is too. So we took her awesome. for the, when they're at the rodeo, and I was, you know, it's an EDM show. You're at the livestock show and rodeo. So this place is going to be dead. The right. whole place was packed. And like 10 minutes in, the entire stadium is standing up. Like old people, young people, and everyone's just dancing. I was like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. To me, the weirdest one that had a great fan reaction that was weird was Kiss. No, that uh, surprised me. That when I went to Kiss, I didn't know what to expect considering they're at this point 80, 60, 70 years old. Right. They do like they're full on. And I know that they've they always been known hard. for like the fire, the pyrotechnics right, right. and all that. They do a full-on version of that in the 40-minute rodeo version that they do yeah. where, like, the cannons shoot off as lyrics to songs and things like that. Like, they've substituted and uh, I want to rock and roll all night long and party every day. <laughs> one of the words in the in the line is now is now one of the cannons. Yeah. And so it's like, I want to boom, boom, all night. <laughs> and, like, there's just cannons going off. Dun, 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 and dun. then they still do, like, the fire on the end of the guitars and all that. And you're sitting there watching, like, you know they're going to take wheelchairs to get off, like, the stage. Not old Gene. Not old not Performers, old man. Also, they uh they sounded like, at this point, old New Jersey Jew guy. Because he, yeah. like, he was like, you know, I wasn't sure what town we were on when we got <laughs> off the plane. But then I saw the beautiful women, and I knew we were in Houston. <laughs> and I was like, you just didn't know where you were because you're 70 years old. Was a perfect Gene Simmons. No, it was the other guy. It was Ace Spot freaking on. It, it was Ace Freeler, whoever it is. Whoever it was, you nailed it. Thank you. Thank you, you straight up nailed it, it. But it felt very like, eat your vegetables. Like, <laughs> it was like, you are this I don't want to eat. It's four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> we're going to Luby's. Let's go to Luby's right now. <laughs> Where am I going to put the. Remember that I was telling you the story of the old Jewish people we were at Disney last year? Man, that was the greatest day ever. Well, let's take a break, though. Let's All trip right. out. When we come back, Austin's going to hang out. We're going to get into our weekly top three. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned. Hey guys, Joey Savage here for our friends Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, located off Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. They've got everything. They've got 
games, toys. They've got action figures. They've got cards. They've got magic. They've got Dungeons and Dragons. Hero Clicks, my favorite. Uh, they've got everything. Yu-Gi-Oh, Vanguard, whatever you want to do gaming-wise, go see my boy BMAC at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. Just mention Nerd Thug Radio. He'll even give you 10% off, a deal you cannot beat. So check that out. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. And I'm Cole Baldridge. And uh, our good buddy Austin is hanging around with us for a little bit longer to do the weekly top three. Which that means we're halfway through the show, Corey. Uh-oh. Means it's time for the weekly, weekly top three. Oh, okay. Here we go. Wait, I was promised something different this time. And we're done. <laughs> that was so... You Thank said, you for that. I didn't... said you wanted something different. You... You promised me something during the break that you couldn't deliver on. Right. I think is what happened. <laughs> you yelled at me and said, I, you yelled at me and said I couldn't do that. No, I it said was you totally be... against the, the laws of physics. And I, I just couldn't do it. Okay. I couldn't do it. That's fair. You have performance issues. I understand. <laughs> no, not that. Um, no, yeah. whatever you have to look. Whatever, PG show. It's a PG show, right? Whatever you got to tell yourself. We're not getting man. political. Corey uh, totes that line constantly, <laughs> I see. Uh, we top three, Corey. This was uh, your idea in honor of our good friend catching up on some Rick and Morty. So yeah. spin it. So the, the idea here is uh, travelers. So we've already kind of done some other Rick and Morty themed things, but I wanted to kind of embrace the nerdiness of Rick and Morty. So we did, I so incorporated good. everything. I said, hey, any like time travels or dimensional traveling or space traveling, any of these of the sort, we, we're, we're calling them all travelers. This is our weekly top three of travelers. Of travelers. So it's like Kobe Bryant count or Michael Jordan. There's no traveling in the league, man. Okay. They don't call that. Colt, you in? You got some stuff? I, I, you know, I think I have an honorable mention. Okay, go for it. So thanks to talking on this show, I actually went and started That's my number Dorville. one. Oh, you watched Dorville? Yeah. What do Is you think? That, it's really better. Right. It's better than I thought it'd be. It it really departs from like the Seth MacFarlane style and pacing of humor that you see really in does. something like Family Guy or American right, Dad. Right. And it's not quite like some of the movies that he's done in the past. It's like, it's something different. And in a way it kind of lives up to the spirit of star Trek of them going rip out off. and doing different. Oh, not really a rip off. It's, it's, a, rip it's off. a really good adaptation. Straight up. Rip That's off. see, I, mean, I think the characters, most of the characters are pretty well written and they're rounded to have their own personalities. I mean, Seth MacFarlane plays Seth MacFarlane, but overall it's a really good show. I, I, I think the issue that we've had in the big debate of ripoff or not ripoff is the idea is because it's so heavily based from, right, how right. could it not be a ripoff? But they definitely are kind of going on their own direction. Do you, have you caught any of the Orville? I have not. So Seth MacFarlane's new show, and it's... I, I know about it, Yeah, I mean, and you've I, seen the promos. I just, I, from the commercials... I haven't gotten to watch any of From the yet. commercials, what do, you, do you feel like you're seeing, like they're trying to make a Star Trek ripoff from the commercials? I think ripoff is... A, might be a bit of a stretch, but kind of. Like it's at least based yes. on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Clearly, that's, that's clearly it's they, based on that. Right. And and that's sort of, even, even Angry Zach has said that it's, yes. that the commercials are clearly based on it, but he doesn't think the show is. He thinks the show. He's an idiot. He, he doesn't, can't hear me. Right. He thinks a, he's made his own version. He thinks that they've made their own show, but kind of, I think the unanimous. And he's not going to listen to this because he's on a Disney cruise. It's that's true. Off. So I think the unanimous, the unanimous decision is that they've, they've definitely 
borrowed heavily and are doing their own thing with those elements. All right, Corey, what's your um, your number three? Uh, oh, my, my first here? Well, he, first. he went. Oh, okay, that's true. All right, as long as we let someone else go first, so they're the worst. Right. That's fair. So I actually now the worst goes first, Corey. I, I actually you, broke Austin. my uh, my. <laughs> they're trying to keep me down. <laughs> I broke my own rules here. Oh, did you? And I actually stayed earthbound with my top three. That's, um, you're an idiot. I know. Wow. But this there's Conan the Barbarian. No, no, because no. First of all, that's he's not from. So anyway, um, these are really, but these are some really great travelers. Uh, Jesus Christ. Third being Mad Max. Good choice. Okay. Good choice. Mad Max, the traveling man, drives. Yeah. A, you know what? Are you, what are you aiming? I mean, it's not space travel or right. No interdimensional travel. I get it. But Time travel. I think As he a, came up with that rule just to break it. Right. Well, yeah. That's my number one. My it's number three is Carmen Sandiego. Mm, no, she's a traveler. That's not on my list. Anyway, so Mad Max is my first one. He's done a lot of crazy. The movies have all been very kind of different. If you watch right, right, them, right. the first one is actually kind of a dramatic. They think they're fighting over water. It turns out there is none. The second one. <laughs> Second one, Tina Turner runs the Thunderdome and is looking for a blood champion to win her a bunch of free blood apocalypse junk. And so Mad Max is her greatest yeah. warrior in the wastelands. And then the third one, he finds this tribe of children who have been watching a airline safety video for the past 30 oh, I years. That one. And like he looks like the guy in the video, so they think he's God. That's awesome. And he's going to fix their airplane and make them fly. That is great. <laughs> oh, Mad Max. And so, like, I love the whole post-apocalypse thing, like the Fallout games and all that. That kind all of right. the, the, the leather and, and diesel kind of feel that they so have. So he just travels the wasteland. Travels the wasteland. Okay. Just looking for trouble. Also, the remake was really good, too. Did you was, see? That was really good. It was a really intense movie, I really movie, enjoyed man. that remake. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of talking. Like, it's, like that movie is just about... Blood. Like, hey, someone's going to die. My favorite part of that remake was that the guy playing guitar. Yeah. Like, you swinging back and forth. Like, he just, that was his only job. He was, he was playing guitar. That was it. Uh, as they he's were a famous people. musician. And then also, it's a, it, that's all real. He's yeah. holding like a 75 pound flame. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, but that's yeah. Great stuff. It is, man. It's pretty crazy. They didn't do a lot of CG with this. They wanted to do as much as humanly possible. And they got some people hurt. And that's when the studio was like, "Why don't you try some CG? Have you, <laughs> have you considered not getting Stop everyone purging killed? each other?" <laughs> right. Uh, also, they didn't want to go back and finish shooting it because it was like it needed a couple things. Right, right. Like when they were airing it internally, they were like, "It's missing something," but it was really a pain in the butt to get Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron and everybody back together. More time. Expensive to go back to the desert. Well, that's why you're the worst going first because he's not really a traveler. Oh, all right, all right, Austin. Cool. What's, your, what's your number three? First off, I had a very hard time with this. I, told, I, told, I had I had minor anxiety trying to come up with this list. Like, I love this. I love lists. I love lists. Every time like, we bring someone on to do a top three with us, that's the first thing they say. They're yeah. not nervous about talking about their own stuff or being really like, oh my God, I have to make a list of three. Like I can only do three. Like everyone yeah, it's, freaks out. It's awesome. true. I love looking at people's lists of things. So like trying to come up with them, I'm just, I, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Okay. But I kind of went, uh, I, I didn't go for quite the obvious, like, you know, the Rick and Mortys and stuff okay, like that. Right, okay. I, I, didn't, I, so, try, so I tried not to go the obvious. Are we basically as a team just saying honorable mention Rick and Morty? Yes. Clearly. Okay. Right. Clearly. Okay. Okay. So my number three is actually a childhood oh, okay. memory. All right. Alf. Brian Stevenson in Little Monsters. That's my number one. <laughs> just kidding. It's not. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> half, no way. Half the people here have 
never even seen. Have you ever seen Little yeah, Monsters? Little yeah. Monsters yeah. With uh, Fred Savage. Or yeah. And he gets like. Yeah, my cousin and Fred. Howie, Howie Mandel. Is that yeah. the one where he gets Howie trapped Mandel. like in Monster World or almost? Yeah. yeah. Or you slide okay. under the bed like you travel into Monster yeah. World. Yeah, you slide yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So, so good. That like. That shaped my childhood, possibly. <laughs> it's it's probably made me who I am. A Is that bit. why you have a waterbed that was bolted to the ground? Like I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You notice how my bed there there was no under my bed. That's right. I'm, there not, was going, not, one. I'm not going under there. That's right. There was not one. It's not going to me. It's not happening to me. So oh, that, that, that that's uh, that's my number three. That's um, three. I like that. I like that. It's funny that you went. You know what? Like it kind of leaves a weird feeling the idea you're right because like at the end of the movie it's a feel-good movie and then the one guy stays behind you're like oh i'll be happy yeah uh but like it's it is a weird movie to think like yeah you're right dimensional travel under your bed under your bed with your bed monsters fred savage was a straight savage fred savage was in a lot of i mean he well i mean he had his whole moment there yeah he was in everything old cousin savage what would you do if saying yeah keep going uh, man, I love the that Warriors, man. That actually was not as bad as I thought it was right. going to be when you first started. <laughs> he's, he's not bad. He's not bad when he starts singing. We got a Texas country album coming out at some point. <laughs> 2020. 2020. Stay tuned. <laughs> now that we've made a TV show at this point, like right. I need another thing. So yeah. I'll just I, make an album. I need another project. I'll just with Chris. I'll, I'll hit that guitar. <laughs> we'll just get on it. <laughs> He'll play guitar. You'll see. There it is. Let me play like a milk. I'll play a milk crate. <laughs> no, you'll board. play the, the washboard. The washboard oh, and the milk Oh, my crate. God. I want to dumpsters. Like if you're gonna play trash cans and a washboard, you have to stop naming things to bang. Like if you're going to play the washboard, I I will make a jig song. Oh man! Oh my god! I can I can, I can, I can already picture jig. the music video, and it's just you and a washboard. I can do a jig. Like going into public places. I do it. <laughs> can I just point out? I'm amazed at how easily YouTube gets sidetracked. <laughs> That's the beauty of the show. Absolutely. Amazing. That's the beauty of the show. <laughs> All right. That's why we don't script anything except <laughs> for the top three. Uh, my number three is... So uh, we have to have the timer up. Yeah. why. <laughs> my number three, because we'll go for like an hour. <laughs> oh, God. My number three is Star-Lord himself, Peter Quill. Okay. Man, Space how, Traveler. How cool do you think his childhood was? I know like he kept getting threatened with being right, eaten and beaten, right. but it's hanging out with a biker gang like as Basically, a kid in a space. a space biker gang. Like That's going to be a pretty brings cool him gig. Up. And then he just travels the entire space just like hooking up with all kinds of weird alien chicks. You, what was, what is it he says with the whole time? You, you like, like, it was a Salarian. He's like, it was one time. <laughs> like, the first movie, like, just him in the comics is great, too. Right. Most people are going to know him from the movie, but the first one where he's doing all this thing, all of a sudden, he doesn't even remember this. The girl down pops there. up. Yeah. Hey, like, where'd uh, you come from? I kind of forgot you were down there. <laughs> oh, Peter Quill. Uh, that's a good one. That is a good yeah, one. I like Peter Quill. I mean... And he has his own team, his own squad that follows him around. All right, he's got it pretty good. Yeah, he's got it going on. All right, so number two, we're gonna get to this pretty quick. It's uh, it's sad Bruce Banner from the '70s Hulk show. Okay. He didn't even have a car, but he like walked all across America, hitchhiking to the sad piano so music. So none of your travelers. I told you, are none of them. Travelers? No, they're all travelers. Space travelers. They're this... all travelers. Oh, You're goodness. an idiot. They're null and void. Hey, do you have do you have something you can add to this in the next minute to make up for his lack so, of traveling? So wait. I'm, so is number one Michael Jordan? No. He traveled all the time? Again, they don't call traveling in the league. You know what? I do have a space traveler. Yeah, cut him off. It's the space traveler from the Darren Aronofsky movie, The Fountain. And you regret this already. <laughs> and I do. I do. All right, back. <laughs> back, back to me. Back to the Hulk. Thank you, Colt. Like, is um, that Luke Frick now? So Bruce Banner uh, was not considered a manly enough name at the time, so they named him David Banner. Yeah. Uh, and David they Banner. became a rapper, so they right, back to so Bruce. they had to go back yeah. to Bruce. So David Banner's literally just hitchhiking across the countryside to sad piano music every at the end of every episode of The Hulk. If you recall, <laughs> yes. every time he leaves, it's always like, da-da-da. Yeah. Yeah, that's Jurassic Park, but it's the same thing. Like it's just sad music as he's like hitchhiking down the the 
uncomfortable desert highway. Like, there's no way it was ever fun. Like, how did he not just die out there in the desert? Because he's the Hulk. But David Banner makes it all the way across the United States looking for a cure to Hulkism um, in a 70s sitcom. I mean, show. Where he would trade places with Lou Ferrigno. Like, how is that not one of just, like, the greatest... Like, if someone came to you in a show and they're like, hey, we're going to swap you with Lou Ferrigno every time you get mad. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, sure. I don't even need the rest of the plot. Like, whatever, man. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. You're going to pay me to do that? Sure, why not? Give me sad piano music. I'll be happy. All right, let's get happy and get out, and we'll come back. We'll get into some real travelers. Me and Austin take over. <laughs> You're listening to Nerd Dog Radio. This is Elle Graves, cosplayer slash prop maker, and I like puppies. This is Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Woo! Woo. I'm Joey Savage. Core DLG. And I'm Cole Baldridge. And here with us, uh, finishing out the weekly top three with us, uh, race car driver extraordinaire, Austin Ford. Thank yeah. You. He also Thank has you. the nicest beard in the studio at the moment. Whoa. It's way better than yours, bro. Oh, shots fired. You never should have shaved it. That's my Padawan, <laughs> and I, I'm letting him have it right he's now. Or, he's or, Jedi Juice. This is his it's moment in the sun. not even close. He's Jedi Juice. No, right I now. understand. I'm giving him his time. I'm letting you, I'm letting you have your moment in the sun, <laughs> and then I'm going to come back strong, and my beard will devour your beard in a beard off. And mind you... He's not the only one that's getting dissed. I'm in the splash damage over here. Yeah, you right. Are. Yeah. Mind your manners. Just over there. Just hang out. And you have like your sad. Yeah. No. Don't even know how yeah. to shave. Right. It's 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 not your fault though. No dirty blonde beard will ever beat a handsome black beard. Right. right. No, that's true. You need red hair to even compete. Right. Like you're you're rolling like Matthew McConaughey's Sunday morning look, and nobody <laughs> even appreciates it. So right in the middle of the weekly top three, uh, Corey came up with this whole idea of travelers of space, time, and dimensions and he is yet to name either one of those true true so me and austin are having to like rough shot this and take over so i'm yeah. going post-apocalypse yep. so uh we're on we're on r2s so nuna dos yeah amigo yeah my number two uh i'm gonna be i'm gonna be specific here too yes. oh all right yes uh i'm gonna say the sam rockwell oh version okay in hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy very because very sam rockwell was so good. That, that whole movie was the Sam Rockwell. All of it. That was movie was all something of, else. Amazing. All of it. Martin Freeman, right? Is that yep, the yep, guy? Yep. Was the uh, we talked about that? What? Called and then Alan, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman as um, the depressed robot, and then um, Most Def, yeah. who is amazing. He doesn't get enough credit for his acting. Uh, him and you know, it's sixteen blocks. He is phenomenal. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, I mean, the, the character, you know. The the two headed president, yeah, yeah so good. Beeble, Beeble Rocks, <laughs> so good. It is 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 a good character in itself, but Sam Rockwell just he's very killed it. eccentric. Killed it, yeah. Like when he can play eccentric type characters, like even when in Iron Man when he was Justin Hammer, and right. He got to go off a little bit, like, right. That's when he, he had shined. fun. That's he was almost he was almost Tony Iron, Stark. Yeah, right. He almost was Robert Downey Jr.'s role, uh, and he was actually the studio's first choice. Love and the it was guy. it's only because of John Favreau. That, that we have ah, Robert Downey Jr. as yeah, Tony Stark. Man, I love that movie, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I got what? a clip of it on deck. Oh, you do? You got a clip of the president? Yep. Let's hear it. Come on. Bring it right now. I'm stalling while you hit play button. It's when they're uh, doing that planet trying to rescue the girl and they're in the flies waters. <laughs> Here it comes. Did anyone see that? See what? What was it? Ah, uh, nothing. It's uh, nothing. It's just my imagination. Oh! Okay, right now, stop. Everyone just stop a minute, please, and look at me. There's <laughs> definitely something going on here. 
What, oh, it's a, that's right. It's a mind shield. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Such a great stuff. Great, great stuff. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I did enjoy that. He's, he's wearing the helmet at that point with the lemons, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blending lemons into his head. Because they stole his brain. He, he threatened He threatened for number one on my list, but number two. I'm gonna say yeah, that's pretty close. This is a good number two. Though. And uh, what's the chick that's in it? Um, this is... Uh, Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. This wow. is pre-fame for her. Right. This like, is like her jumping point. Yeah, because it goes, yes, girl. Was then, Elf Was Elf before that, though? I think, yeah. Elf, it, it elf was is, before that. Was elf is years. before this. Then this... There's like one other movie that she that she's like the girlfriend or whatever in, and then it goes Yes Man, and then it goes uh, the TV show. The TV show. That's a great TV. Because coming out of Yes Man, it was like, what can we put her in? Because at that point, she was great. She not only was she so good, but also everyone started to realize that her sister right is uh, the girl from Bones, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so they were like, well, her sister already produces TV shows. Like, how is this not a thing? Yet? Right. And that her TV show is great. Yeah. So my number two. Is this gentleman right here that oh. I'm holding up? Oh, okay. All His right. name is Luke Skywalker. Ugh. I probably could just throw the whole like Star Wars cast in there. Yeah, just put them all lump them yeah, up. Yeah, just lump them on there. So, well. I love Star Wars, but how great is like he's a sand farmer <laughs> who ends up like he's just... a moisture farmer. <laughs> okay, he's <laughs> a, a moisture, moisture farmer, farmer on a sand, in a desert on a sand planet. It was just so yeah, happens. how easy would his job be if he was a sand farmer, Joey? <laughs> It'd be great. I just walk outside. I'm rich. I got it. I'm rich. Who <laughs> just like flies a plane and just knows how to fly it and just. He doesn't. He doesn't fly. Yeah, he does. Oh yeah, he does. He, he blows does. up the Death Star. You're right. You Are you going to try and school him on, on Star, Wars? Star Wars? No, I just. Sorry. What I was thinking about. What is wrong was, with you? Was that Han Solo flew him off the planet? So now all of a sudden, <laughs> there's like a massive hole where like he just couldn't steal a ship. Like he had to hire Han Solo. Right. So now he didn't know he, how to get past all of the stuff. No, no, it was Han get, Solo had the fastest ship in the galaxy. Right. Right. But he literally walked into a bar and was like, "I need to hire a ship." Well, he didn't. Obi Wan. Well, Obi -Wan. He was standing next to him. He, he didn't said, walk into the bar. There. He said, "Go yeah, stand." Yeah, he there. started a fight with that guy. Yeah. Guy yeah, lost yeah. a hand because of yeah. that. But like, <laughs> who worst know? traveler ever? A moisture like farmer it. from a desert planet becomes the greatest Jedi in the in the universe. Uh, he might be the last Jedi at the trailer. So. We'll see what happens. I don't understand what they're even. I don't know what's going I, like, on. I don't even know what they're I hinting at there. I know, me either. That's what's so great about yeah? it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. All uh, right, so, uh, Corey, what's your number one? My number one is... Non-Traveler. Non-Traveler is a dual role. LeBron James. Uh, no, it's Kevin Costner in Postman and Waterworld. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this guy is just... <laughs> Waterworld, I get. He travels the entire... <laughs> the Between Postman. the two movies... How travels... awesome was Kevin Costner back then? He was, In man. Robin Hood? Right. I feel like he was like... Wyatt hey, can can I only take giant, awesome right. '90s action movies? That was him. He yes, was the star. Yes, him or Mel Gibson. But it's kind of weird, right? Because like Mel Gibson made like Lethal Weapons, like these were like gritty cop ones, and then Mel Gibson transitioned into big epic Bravehearts Brave, Brave and things Heart like that. And, um, he, Kevin Patriot. Costner starts big in these Postman and Robin Hood oh, yeah, and Waterworld. But I mean, those are like his action movies, and then he Forget kind of about Bull Durham and then <laughs> great movie. Then he takes it small, like Love of the Game, or yeah. it's like a, it's an intimate love story set in he can baseball. Do it all. Kevin Costner can do it all. He can. He can really. Build a dream. I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's oh, starting to come back. Oh, so good. If you build it, they will come. Right, man. Like I, he's one of those people who should not have taken time off no. from acting, but he did, and now he's kind of back. He's the greatest actor of all. Time. Um. So my mom will tell you that she's friends with Kevin yeah, Costner. Your mom will tell you a lot of things. Uh, that's true. But she, uh, he owns a <laughs> casino and a restaurant out there. Uh, when he did Dances with Wolves, he fell in love with the area. Another one. Right. So he fell over the, the bodyguard. Oh. And, uh, yeah, he's the greatest so, actor of all time. So he bought uh, a bunch of land out there in Deadwood and opened a restaurant. Deadwood, what a great TV oh, show. Oh man! So while he's out there, 
while he's out there now he'll actually there's a casino and he'll actually yeah. it's his he owns it he'll he'll go around and talk to the players and such so my mom's sitting there playing and looks up and kevin costner's leaning over the table and she's like kevin hey how are you <laughs> and so now a couple of times they've crossed paths so now they're best friends so now my mom will tell you she's Best friends with Kevin. Costner. I go gambling in his casino all the time. Right. The yeah. best part is she listens to these shows. She's gonna hear this. <laughs> this is great. This is my favorite. She will. She will. She will tell you she's best friend right. with Kevin Costner. All right, man. What's your number one? Get number it. number one. Solid number one. Too. It's a solid. One. It was no contest okay. for me. Okay. Well, I thought you said number two. Push number one. Now, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> now yeah. we're back. Now we're back to no, no contest. My, num- my number one. Close. I had no radio integrity. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, on this show, <laughs> really, there is no integrity here. All right, my number one, Kill Face from Frisky Dingo. Oh, okay. If yes, yes. Now that we, yeah, that the Corey's Corey, so good. Corey, so good. I, if anybody, one of you three people listening to the show, has not seen Frisky Dingo, a thousand a week, <laughs> got to. Got yes, to. if you it if you like Archer so at all, if you like Archer at all, what's well, Adam Reed, the guy that created, created Archer? He Frisky this Dingo was, was the first, that. right? Similar, so the similar animation styles, mm-hmm. and the character in Frisky Dingo is a guy. Is it Xander Cruz? Yeah, and it's Xander one of Cruz them, yeah. is essentially Archer toned Ish. like yeah. like to eleven. Because Xander Cruz is a superhero who has his own ship and his own henchmen, the Exticles, like and he's just, <laughs> and he's just a total screw up. And so then you take it down a notch, and and Archer is a spy with his own agency and right. his own gadget. Killface. Killface Kill is the his son Fan, is what makes it. Fans, the best. Have you ever seen that show? I've not. I'm gonna have to watch. Oh this. my Frisky Dingo. So you're in for a treat. You're welcome. Thank yeah, you. you're the welcome. Whole, the whole, I, knew that, I need. To, I knew there was if, a reason we brought you. If this you mic here. could come off, I would mic drop right now and walk um, out. Knew there was a reason why we brought you here. So today. the whole first season, he's trying to build like a Death Star in amazing. the world. This sounds amazing. Weapon. He's. And he looks like a skeleton. He looks. Like, he's an alien. Right. He looks like a skeleton. Right. Probably even better. Yes. I like skeletons. Things, things don't go wrong. I mean, they, they, go they don't right. go. Yeah. Well. <laughs> one so of, so one of the reveal. So he's yeah. trying to blow up the world. He finally gets his machine built. He pushes the button. He, turns out he doesn't know what's about to happen. Okay. Pushes the button anyway. Cures global warming. <laughs> so, <laughs> so everyone loves him. President. What you, Al Gore? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't you at all. <laughs> You you have to watch it. I'm gonna, I'm so gonna have, to, you have to watch it. It's so fantastic. Funny. I'm gonna have to watch it now. It's my number one. Corey, can you guess my number one? Uh, I'm not going to. Traveler of space and time. You can't guess it. I know what it is. It's, what is it? It's gonna be Cable. Oh, it is for it's sure. Like the greatest comic book character. I of knew all time. it was coming when I said it. The greatest comic book <laughs> character of all time. My favorite comic book character, at least. Cable. 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 The man who travels all over the place. Time travel. He is a real traveler, Corey. He's a guy who. How, how much time is that? How much time can I roast on cable? Um, He's a guy who literally ruins the <laughs> idea of time travel in comic books. You got a minute. Because he comes back. So here's. All right. Let's say you're a team of superheroes. And then a guy shows up from the future and he's like, hey, I'm here to help you stop one of our greatest enemies because I'm from a timeline where he ruins everything in a thousand years. You would have some questions for him, all right? Wouldn't you be like, hey, how do we defeat him? And he'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> hey, um, when should we make our move? Oh, I don't know. We don't know this stuff. Well, um, okay, well, how does he ruin the world really bad? I don't know. It's kind of like this weird event that happens, and history's not clear. History's been erased, so we don't know. But you time-traveled here. You didn't think about making like a stop just to get some details I before you made it here? Quick as possible. They didn't have that much fuel. Right. right. He kicks in the door. He only had we one got, shot. We got an emergency. I'm here to help 
I know absolutely nothing. You can see Cable on the new Deadpool 2 movie coming out. By the way, never accomplishes his mission. It actually crosses paths with Apocalypse <laughs> at one point, and Apocalypse wipes the floor with him. How did Marty McFly not make your list? I, I just He was my honorable I mention. I actually totally just decided to break the rules. He was my honorable mention. My him problem was, you, you know who my honorable mention who was? Who was it? Dorothy, Wizard of Oz. That's oh, a good nice. one. That's a good one. I didn't even think nice. about that one. I like how very you considered these fairy tale lands all their dimensions. I like it. I enjoy yeah. that very much. Planet of the Apes was another one I was So Alice in Wonderland would have been like a... Possible? Yeah, I like that. Well, too. based on your rules, it could have been... Anything. The well, guy so, that runs the... So here's my issue. I quick thought, stop down I thought the everyone was going to have Rick and Morty on their list. No. So I purposely didn't <laughs> do a list because I was going to put Rick and Morty he as number one. purposely tried to go meta and didn't happen. Because I was like, well, everyone's going to have Rick and Morty somewhere on their list, so nope. I'll just I'll just avoid the Rick and Morty thing by doing Earthbound mm -hmm. Travelers, even though I specifically told you guys not Earthbound Travelers. Right, Futurama. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, that's a good one. It's not really time travel as so much as sleeping, but it's no, still really good. Space travel? He space does travel. space travel. Let's he, space travel out to a break right that's now. That's true. When we come back, we're going to get into the ever-so-popular and fast-growing intern segment. You're listening to Nerd Dug Radio. Now that school started back up and summer's over, with the kids need out of the house, they should go to Space Cadets. With comic books, collectible card games, board games, role-playing games, and toys, all in a family-friendly atmosphere, what more could a person ask for? Space Cadets Gaming Gaming has Friday Night Magic, various events every day, and especially the weekends. Dungeons & Dragons, Family Game Night, and various other events are regularly scheduled at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Ow! I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Core DLG. And I'm Cole Baldrige. You're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister stations. Worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Always you can catch us at uh, NerdThugRadio.com. You can see all the podcasts. Find them there. Uh, pictures. Buy a shirt from us. Anything going on on the website. Or Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio. Yeah. yeah. It's that time of the show, DLG. We turn it over to what was the Nico <sighs> DLG segment, but is now called... The Hipster Intern segment. Colt, take it away. Hey, guys. Hipster Padawan year. Yeah, <laughs> hipster Padawan segment. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, so, Corey, have you been playing video games lately? Uh, I actually, I just, this last week, I busted out Destiny 2. Oh, yeah? So, what do you think Busted of it? it out. Um, having not played Destiny at all, I didn't know anything about the plot or the story. And basically, they start you with choosing your little race. Yeah. So, already, I was kind of confused. because I was like, are you a human? Are you a this? Or are you a robot? And yes, I was I'm like. a human. I was like, well, I guess I'll be a robot. I don't know. Like, that sounds neat. Um, and then, like, you pick if you're, like, a like an agile roguish one or, like, a wizardy one or, like, a shooter one. So I was like, I already felt like you made two really big choices before you even start the game, before you even know the impact of those choices. Uh, but from there, it's interesting. The, the, the visuals are amazing. They spend time and effort and money making this game look great oh yeah it, it looks it looks one of the most gorgeous games that are out there right now but i kind of wish gorgeous i guess i guess i kind of wish they would have like just taken just five minutes to pretend like i had never played destiny in the very yeah. beginning when you pop it in is this a first person shooter it is, I'm out. It is. yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. made by it's made by bungie so it's the, the guys who made halo the first three halo games and yeah. so mm -hmm. okay so have you played halo uh like sparingly uh lawyer I was never an Xbox guy. It's like if I'm at a party yeah. and someone's like, hey, let's throw some Xbox up. Okay, we'll play some Halo. Yeah, yeah so like Destiny 2, because I, so I played Destiny 1 quite a bit. Okay. And so instead of creating my character and firing it up, I got to import one of mine, one of mine from Destiny 1. I so, do respect that. Yeah. And so basically 
I see Destiny as Destiny 2 is Destiny 1, but it knows what it wants to be. So, like, it didn't go through, it doesn't have all the baggage of the core game going through development hell and you have to do major rewrites throughout the one. And so everything, everything in all the design has more intention and more design in it. And so that it makes the second to second shooting feel as awesome as possible. So you feel like the most bad dude on the planet in the universe. Right. But like beyond that, everything starts to little fall away a little. Like it's one of those games that are really, really great. If you have some kind of gold award dudes, like you're, working through the campaign right now, right? Yeah, I'm just doing the story right now. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, like, when you're working for the campaign, it's really great because it, you're getting the positive reinforcement and you're learning, oh, this is how the grind works, this is how leveling up works. But, like, by the time you finish the campaign, you hit level 20, and then it becomes doing the grind of strikes and public events and Crucible in order to get the loot to level up and do the raid. And, of course, like, the raid is the best part of Destiny. They're like these series long of multi-phase puzzles where you have to get it requires a team of six people in order to just complete all the all the mechanics and it's honestly one of the best shooter experiences i've ever experienced is it is it like a like i mean is it like are you holding off a raid or like are you like defending a bunker or something or okay so like the raids are you and five buddies that okay it's more friends this. than i normally have but yeah, go on yeah. how are you gonna do that Corey? yeah i'll no. put out a craigslist ad yeah, like, <laughs> like you, oh, you and five friends, you go through this really long, really, really long level, and it's a combination of platforming puzzles and boss fights. Okay. And so, like the boss fights, you can't just DPS them and um, and shoot them until they're dead. What you have to do is you have to go through all the phase, all the combat phases of these bosses, and you have to go through the mechanics. And then when the when the right window is open, then you go and everybody pops their supers and DPS as the boss or whatever the objective is at the moment. And so it, it's really, it's honestly like this really challenging yet satisfying experience. So you talk very clinically about playing games. He does. He's DPS, you drop yeah. that down. That's damage per second for those who don't know. Yeah, he's very he, uh, into it. Very you're very, into you're it. very like, I, I feel like, I feel like inside of you is a pro gamer who's like, who just <laughs> wants out, out very badly. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I, I like, what I like, what I'm looking for in a shooting or war game is on the multiplayer mode, I want big. I want a big event. I want to just have something kind of really large happening here. Like, I want to see, like, Battlefield has, like, the... Remember when they do the 20 on 20 or whatever it was? Yeah, it's like 32v32 or something like that in okay. Battlefield now. So, so when they did the Modern Warfare 32. on PlayStation 3, it was like 20 on 20, and these things would go, like, 30 minutes. And you'd jump in a helicopter... And he's like, you'd be the the cool guy who rides the side of a helicopter and jumps out and like, looks like helicopter drops you off. Like, how cool is that? And then like, you do a fighter jet and like people call in strikes and you're the guy flying the jet and then you can crash the jet on like one player because you hate them. Like that was such a cool moment for me. But now when they've kind of, they're doing different stuff now and some of it creates cool experiences and some of it I feel like is interesting. So like I saw a, a video for a video game that's in... Uh, pre-beta right now, pre-alpha. And it's a it's a set in the 1800s, you're a monster hunter. You and a partner play in a massive online map with various other duos trying to find and kill the monster first. There's a bounty. I haven't heard of that one. Uh, I don't know what the name of it was. I saw the video on Facebook the other day and I saved it because I was like, that is intriguing. And the video they showed was really neat. You, you, you're like in a swamp land, but you're fighting the bounty hunters 
the other teams. Ooh, I want to be a bounty hunter. You're fighting the other teams, and you're also trying to kill the monster who is very hard to kill. But, like, you don't want to give your position away. So, like, loud noises and gunshots and torches draw the attention of the other groups. It's like, that's a, like, they're really kind of breaking the mold and what used to be just everyone shoot each other. And I think that's really intriguing. Um, but, uh, so like the idea of the raid where it's a six man team and there's some sort of intricate mission you guys are doing. I you kind had, of like that. You had me at bounty hunter. Yeah, man. They've seen, I've seen some really cool. I like the, like in, uh, the monster evolve, the monster game evolve where you're either one of the four hunters or you're the monster. And like, it's four players versus one player. Like that's a really interesting concept to me because it changes how you would play a game based on what character you are. Like if I'm one of the four hunters, am I the medic or am I the assault guy? And then if I'm the monster, am I the big wing monster or am I the large dinosaur monster? Like, it mm. changes what you want to do. Uh, and then there's a, another game I saw that was like a serial killer one. Where it's like a, yeah, That's right so up like, your alley. So you're like a Saturday horror movie kind of scenario. And so, like, the, the, the other players are the survivors. It's Friday the 13th is what it was based on. Yeah. So they're in the camp. And it's like up to, like, six teenagers in the camp trying to survive you being Jason or you're one of the six teenagers. And the idea is you get them alone and you kill them individually. Or if they team up, they might kill you. That's interesting. Team yeah. up. So uh, what class did you end up picking in a test? I chose Warlock My and man. Robot. So now I'm a magic-using robot. And then in hindsight, I was like, well, that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> a magic-using robot? Right. Is this like a new comic book you're writing? Yeah, I know, right? that sounds great. It does. Like, it's a really interesting... The first 10 minutes of the game are really interesting. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know, like... I don't know. We'll what, I'm, I'm going to give it some time. Yeah, what I what I ended up doing with my like with my warlock is I chose the void class. Warlock. Okay. So it, like fires as it's super is it jumps in the air and fires this big ball of energy just like it incinerates everybody. That's handy. But I also have it specced out to where I can hold down the grenade button to drain all my grenade and heal my health back to full. No, I will. And then my, oh, then my melee has an ability where if you tag somebody, if you hit somebody and they kill them, it triggers an ability where if you keep killing people within the time frame, it'll heal you back up to full. So like so a vampire. Frame, yeah, it's like a it's like this uh, consistent like feedback. So you're basically loop. like blade. Yeah, uh, it's more like evasion that just doubles into. He's a the daywalker. Mode. He's the daywalker. He is the daywalker. Yeah. I'm the daywalker. See, like I would think it'd be cool to do like kind of like what I just said a monster hunter game where it's like your your group of like monster you know, hunters. Yeah, why not, man? Like modern day monster hunters, you you think you're blade and then you come across a real vampire. Like, hey, man, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Or your bounty hunters, and you the get locked in a building. Game. You're bounty hunters and you think you're serving a bounty and then you get locked in a room with like a werewolf. Speaking of bounty hunters, our friend Krisha. Wrote a pretty cool article about bounty hunters. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. Rooster Magazine. You for should, Rooster. You should go check that out on Facebook. Thanks, thanks for your contribution. You're welcome. I was plugging it. We're good. So, um, yeah, I can't get into first person shooters. Like, I'm just, I'm not very good at them. I don't, besides Battlefront, I only play that because it's a Star Wars game and I'm terrible at it. Did you yeah. play the, the original Battlefront? Yeah, season? I did. We talked about this, I think, last week when we play the shooter games. We just go online just because we know we're going to get ripped. Right, yeah. Like, we're going to be the worst guy on the team, but we're still going to do it. Overwatch, I feel so bad. Like, so I watch. Uh, they've been airing the competitive matches. Disney XD right, they has actually been. been airing the whole tournament. It was like ESPN2. Like, right, ESPN2 someone, aired Injustice. You text me and you're like, yeah. dude, turn on ESPN2, Injustice 2's on. Right. It's like, what? And, like, the final match was a match between a guy playing as Robin and a girl and a guy playing as Catwoman. Like, They're that so was really good. intriguing because, like, Robin those are so good. Those are none of the main, like, no. you wouldn't think. Well, any games. Like, when we play Heroclix, our favorite game. Right. 
all the meta characters. They're not your normal. No, you're right. Characters. You're right. When when you see the lineup and it's all a bunch of people you don't know where they're from, what? you're Uni, you're Uni in trouble. Mind. Who is Unimind? You're in trouble. Right. Uh, oh, don't get me started on that. I piece. won't. Well, I haven't looked at it. Why? We'll talk the... off air. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. we're only like a minute and a half. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll do it off air. But uh, but yeah. So basically, to me, the intriguing thing is like these guys are so good, and like watching the match, I kind of understand a little bit more what I probably should be doing when I play, right? Because you, of how they play. But you can't correlate it to your game. No, because what they do is they work in unison. So it's like all of them. So it's like Team Japan is playing Team Australia, and literally they time their attacks and they're watching the percentage bar. So in the Overwatch game, there's like points to defend, yeah. and they're defending one of the points. And so they're letting the bar build up while their team gathers around for a strategy. So they're letting them have free percentage points because it's just whoever has 100% wins. Right. So, like, from 30% to 40 to 30% to, like, 70%, there's no conflict because they're lining up where they want to be. And then they just bring And then they down jump a, in and kick them out. A rain of fury. Right, but while they jump in and fight. Release the Kraken! Right, the number's going up. So, like, I was getting nervous because it actually wound up being 98% versus 99%. Then it goes to overtime in the little thing. It literally yeah. says overtime on there. Overtime! And I've never even seen that in Overwatch. Finish him! I didn't even know overtime was a thing. That's how bad I've always been. And so then I was like, <laughs> well, what happens now? So I'm watching because literally whoever gets kicked out so, like, as they start dropping off, picking off members from one team yeah. to another team, they keep killing equally so the overtime doesn't know who to give the last percent to until it gets down to, like, a 2-on-1 situation. They break the system. Right. It gets 2-on-1, and they kill the other guy. And then they're Break like, the wall! As soon as they kill the one guy, then they win. Boom. Done. But it was, it was just so. crazy to watch, and the announcers actually do a really good job on that. Talk that's got to be hard to announce. It's got to be, but they do. Like, they nail it because they're also naming the characters really fast, too. Ooh, that's pretty good. Well, Imagine if you had to name players and characters. I don't know if I could do either one, so right. I'm going to take a break to figure it out. When we come <laughs> back, we're going to wrap this show up. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Whoop, whoop. You know who the worst people are? Hey, this is Xander Genere. And this is Bonnie Gordon. And together we are the, the Library Bars. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Woohoo! On What are you, what are you doing? Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Closing this show out. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. I'm disgusted. And I don't know what to do myself anymore. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You literally were just stroking your gross baby <laughs> face. Uh, 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 uh. Lawyer. Yeah, lawyer. All right, so this is the last thing in the show. We hey. couldn't decide what to talk about, but you can catch us at facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. So at this time, we're going to turn the microphone over to... Corey DLG, and he this, is going to take the lead, and this is going to suck. That's right. This is, gonna, this is yet another Corey DLG segment because almost all of them are always. Go. Because I'm the best ever. <laughs> um, so <laughs> so there was a pretty horrific injury to start the NBA season. Oh, my goodness. The Cleveland Cavaliers, Boston Celtics. Oh, dude, his leg was so messed up. So, okay, before we get before we get to it, we oh. were, we were uh, Austin and I were actually having dinner, and there's the Astros game was on on almost all the TVs. This one's on, and I didn't see the initial injury. Me either. However, the, the the television work at TNT is so good that I actually told Austin, I said, something bad just happened on the court because they're shooting. They're just going to crowd reactions, and everyone on the crowd is wide-eyed, hands on their head, holding their mouths, holding their breath. Freaking out. The players are all praying on the court. Yeah. So let me give a little backstory here for the, for the, for the listener audience. I know not everybody's a sports fan like we are, so there's a lot going on that needs to be appreciated in this. Go. The Boston Celtics, uh, last year they pushed Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, they almost they almost threatened, but the Cleveland Cavaliers are just better. LeBron, LeBron James. James goes to the finals. LeBron James. Uh, loses to Golden State, who now has 
four all-stars on their team. Uh, three Hall of Famers on their team. Uh, so Cleveland Cavaliers felt like, hey, if we just added one more piece, we'll go back at Golden State and for the fourth finals in a row, and we'll win again, and then it'll be 2-2, two and two, and we'll have a good little rivalry going. Yeah, yeah. However, Kyrie Irving says, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. I don't like you, Lebron. I really think that's what it boils down to is he doesn't like LeBron James. No, really, because think about it. When they drafted Kyrie after LeBron left, he was the man in Cleveland. Yeah, but they were terrible. But they weren't any good. But right. he, was, he the man. was the man. So then when LeBron shows up, now he's like, yeah. hey, I'm the man. Basketball Thanks. Jesus has come back. Right. I'm the man. Thanks for holding the, the, for holding the rod. Down. I'll go ahead and take it now. Let's go. And now we're going to win championships. So like, Which they did. Which they did. LeBron James brought greatness to Cleveland. So mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving needs to shut up and say thank you. Right. But he can't do that. Mm-mm. He wants to be his own guy. And I kind of get it can be, he wants to be his own guy. But he's like nine years younger than LeBron James. Just wait. Just wait. LeBron James has one more year on his deal. Win or lose, I personally think he's out to L.A. So you would have had the team next year yeah. anyway. It would have been your team. And you wouldn't have had to leave. You wouldn't be the bad guy. Anyway, right. he, he fits as a fit. He leaves. They trade him to Boston to a rival. <laughs> and they get back. For their best player. The other rival's best player. Who is pretty darn good. Isaiah Thomas and Kyrie Irving, I, I personally feel like are comparable. If mm-hmm. you look at the stat line, there might be some defensive deficiencies in Isaiah Thomas. Kyrie might be a little bit better defender. But Isaiah Thomas is essentially the same guy. Also, Boston had just spent a ton of money to get a guy by the name of Gordon Hayward, who was the free agent to get from Utah. Utah. So they sign Gordon Hayward, and they have Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, and then they sign Al Jefferson. So they're going, hey, we're going to have Gordon Hayward, Isaiah Thomas, Al Jefferson. We have a pretty good three. We're competitive. Yeah, pretty good squad. So then they turn turn Isaiah Thomas and and Crowder into Kyrie Irving. They now got worse. They gave up a really good perimeter defender, and they basically swapped a guy. And they gave up a draft pick that's very important in all of this because it's a top. It's not protected at all, and it's projected to be for a really bad team. More than likely, this will be a top three pick. It's pretty good. And they just gave it up. Pretty good. So now Boston says, okay, but that doesn't matter. We're going to beat Cleveland this year because we got Kyrie Irving, Al Jefferson, Gordon Hayward. And what? two minutes into game one. And wait, before that, first game of the season. Right. Is Cleveland versus Boston? Yeah, because what a great start to the season. Cleveland, Boston, Golden State, Houston. The NBA does a really Woo! the NBA does a great job of scheduling things. Primetime, important moments. Christmas, they know everyone's looking. They schedule a really good game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They do a really good job of scheduling critical games in, in interesting places that people will want to see. This is the right way to kick off an NBA season. Let's take two rivals. Let's take two potential rivals. Let's throw them in the ring. No, we are, let's, there are two rivals. Well, I mean, in the Western it, Conference, I mean, it, it's the Rockets. We the probably Warriors. think Golden State are the, the rivals. Golden State doesn't think about us no, at all. No, uh, I actually probably think Oklahoma City is a bigger threat to Golden State than we are. But that being said, it was a great game. We won at the last minute. Oh. Kevin Durant makes a game winner too late. Doesn't count. Uh, so now however, the Cleveland two minutes, game. two minutes, two minutes into the season, two minutes into the season, two minutes. Got Jordan him. Hayward lands slightly awkwardly onto his feet. Uh, his body then kind of rolls over his ankles a little bit, and his left foot dislocates. His left ankle dislocates completely from the foot. He also broke his what? Uh, well, you break bones. Femur? You break? Uh, I don't. No, I don't think tibula. The, yeah, because you break bones when you dislocate yeah. completely like that. Oh because my gosh. The, the bones aren't meant to move that way. So we were at like a fall festival for the school, right? Okay. And we go out to eat afterwards and to pick up the rest of the Astros game they were losing. Right. And so they had the basketball game on, and all I see is. Uh, hashtag pray for Gordon Hayward. Hashtag pray for Gordon. JJ Watt was yeah. praying for Gordon Hayward. I know what That's it's like. how bad. Yeah. And I was like, man, what happened to him? Right. And so I get my phone out and I'm sitting next to Sadie Savage and I watch it and he's like, oh okay. And then they pan the camera. I'm like, right. Oh my goodness. Right. 
The whole foot essentially is separated from It's pointing the wrong direction. Right. The whole well, it's separated from the leg at that point. Like if he'd have lifted his leg, the foot would have fallen. That's actually how my uh, leg looked when I broke that when I was Gordon. No. I'm not an eighty million dollar athlete, but I at least know what that looks like. Uh it's and and being a dislocation is actually kind of a good thing. It's recoverable. He will miss this season though. He will miss this season. There goes Boston's playoffs. Right done, there. Done right so. there. Game done. one. Now they're done. I don't know. I bet they still sneak in. No, because they gave up the defender and they're Crowder. Still make, it's the Eastern Conference. They're going to make the playoffs, yeah, but yeah. they're not. No, they're not. They're not. Push. Right. They'll make it. They'll make they're it. Great. Push. Someone will see them in round two and blow them out in six. Yes. Congratulations. Right. Yeah. So Cleveland <laughs> just walks into the finals now. Who's going to stop them? On a Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Who's who's going to stop them? On the, nobody now. Nobody now. Post that injury, nobody. Plus, you know, Dwayne Wade. Right. Well, you know. 50-year-old Dwayne Wade. Derrick Rose looked pretty good that game. He did. It's going to be how long does he look that good. Yeah, that's it's, true. The grind is going to Accurate. get to D-Wade and Derrick Rose. Accurate. It's going to be about how they handle those minutes for those guys. Accurate. True that. Because they really, they just need these guys to get them through the two months with no Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. And then they're going to feature Isaiah Thomas a lot because they got to get him back into basketball shape and they got to get those rotations figured out. Let Lebron just hang out before the playoffs. Lebron, right. They're just going to take games off. They're just going to go back and forth. They you are. Know what, Isaiah, this they, is your game. They're going to, when Isaiah oh, Thomas. Timberwolves are in town. Right. I got this. When one. Isaiah Thomas is healthy, when he comes back, they're going to let Lebron, he'll play like 25 minutes for probably like a week. That's crazy. And then they'll start ramping it up again. That's just crazy. But yeah, man. Opening day, two minutes in, season over for the for the Celtics. Done. This is it. Like this was their centerpiece of their whole right. offseason. He was the guy to make everything push. Right. And the fan reaction, the crowd reaction, the whole stadium, all the players praying. You saw a Boston Celtic players crying in a huddle. Well, like LeBron went into his locker room. Right. And they're in Cleveland. Right. But like he went into where they took Hayward to like, I guess, talk to him or Hey man, keep your head up. Pump it up or See well, you, that was actually next year. it's a comment I made to Austin too about all of this. Is everyone's critical of this era of the super team? Right. Everyone's saying, "Oh, but well, these guys are just joining up because it's, it's it's no fun to lose, so they're all trying to all win." Yeah. And I said, "That's not really what they're doing because if you look, I would too." Well, yeah. First of all, yes. First of all, if you and I were on a professional, that's why league, we put together the Earthquake Radio. Right. Two if we were awesome stars, if we were in some kind of professional yeah. league and we could we could somehow join teams together, oh, yeah. we would do it. Obviously, we would call agents and be like, "Look, we're Obviously. gonna get the same agent. Just get us Obviously. on the right." If there was any sort of sport the two of us could play together, we would we would have next we, time celebrity basketball MTV comes around, we're gonna be on okay, the same team. Deal. We'll be Done. the backcourt. Yeah. Also, you wanna be you wanna be the center. <laughs> but so what basically happens from there is you could see LeBron James disappointed for their season. Yeah. Which means to me that he's competitive and wants to win, but he also wants to beat good. He wants he wants super teams. Right. Have Boston build a super team so that I can beat them. Right. With my super team. Yeah. So, like, it's not about... To, that's what I was saying. Is it's not just about for him, I just want to walk to rings. No, he wants to beat teams to rings, but he recognized that in this modern era of basketball... Real recognize real. You got to you gotta have some friends. You can't you do. do it alone. No, yeah. you can't. Well, I mean, when he was by himself, San Antonio schooled him. Yeah, he went to the play... Or the he got finals, to the finals like, by himself. What, three times in a row? Four yeah. times in a row? Yeah. And, and, and couldn't do it with himself. Mm-mm. Needed some help. Needed some help. Got help in Miami. It looked a lot different. Yeah. Looked a lot different. Oh, all of a sudden I have quality players around me. Oh, oh wow, suddenly I win. Yeah, we're doing it. When you look back at that that Cavaliers team that got it was I think I think swept by the Spurs. Yeah. It was an embarrassment. That roster when you when you say to yourself that I couldn't roster, even name you one of the person on that squad. Uh Mo Williams was the starting point guard. Yeah, there you go. I mean obviously. Oh. Can you imagine the matchup? Like you're LeBron James, and you're looking at the other four matchups. You're like, okay, I gotta cover Tony, I gotta cover Tim Duncan. I got to outperform Tim Duncan in the finals. I already know that's going to be a job. Right. Okay, 
So Moe's got Tony Parker? Well, who's got Manu? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And who's got Big Shot Bob? Let's go back to Mo having Tony Parker. Yeah. Like, let's go back to that. Not going to happen. But so, yeah, the NBA season, they wanted to showcase these two teams, this great rivalry. Oh, they showcase something special. Mm, two minutes in. Two minutes in, they showcase the medical wonder. Foot dangling. Yeah, dislocated. And I don't usually like watching or seeing those I don't like sports injuries stuff. either. And uh, I, it caught me by surprise. Right. Like, oh! But, and, oh! And... They, I, I knew it was bad because the, obviously the fan reaction and the, and the yeah. team, like I said. Well, I knew it was then, bad when I saw hashtag pray, pray for, for Gordon, Gordon right. everywhere. Well, that's kind of interesting. Everywhere. That's kind of interesting to see it from that point of view, too. But you see, don't know what's going on. I thought right. he died. Right. Like, like car crash on the way to the stadium right. or something. Something happened. Something, yeah. a, a light fell out of the arena and onto him. Nothing went up for an oop and came down and destroyed right. his life. And, and TNT only showed the really far away cam. Yeah. Like, they they tried their best to show you what happened without showing you what happened. Uh, but, yeah, it was really interesting to see the whole crowd react to that. Uh, and now their season is. How do you feel? Like, let's say let's say you got 100 just say you got a let's say you got 6 billion in the bank and you buy a basketball team right and you spend you spend 120 million dollars this offseason and then you make that trade and your star player goes down in 2 minutes right i'll tell you what i'd do couldn't tell you on the radio though <laughs> like do you just send an email to the coaches and the gm and like hey man it starts with sixes in the midwest that, <laughs> that's what happens that's, to joey that's you go rogue do you I think you rogue. just do you think you just send an email and basically tell everybody look don't push anything let's just coast 50 wins and I'm happy. Yeah, basically. I mean, your whole outlook changes. Right, guys, we're not, we're not, we're not going for a title now. Yeah, we're not, we're not shooting there. Or do you think they're like, we can still do it? And the guys <laughs> are like, no, we can't. <laughs> we got Kyrie and Al Jefferson. Let's go to China and let's get some star players from China. Right, and put them on the ro- oh, roster. I mean, maybe they can help. So for sure, they're getting an injury waiver on this, right? Is like they'll be Stephon able to get Marbury? roster exemption. Does Stefan Marbury want to come back and play? He has a museum. Allen Iverson, maybe. Hang on. I know he does. He has a museum and a documentary in China yeah, about him. They love him. him. Starberry. Think about how badly his career ended in the NBA, though. Yeah. And then he goes to China Everyone and deserves becomes... Everyone second chances. You're right. City of Philadelphia and China. And That's China. where you go to get him. That's going to wrap it up for episode 79 of Nerd Thug Radio. Don't forget the podcast is going to come out tomorrow at uh, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. And as always, for DLG... Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. I thought you were threatening me. I don't like your finger guns. I was. Lawyer! (laughs) Thanks for checking out this production on Old Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Old Star, check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, and TV media, please call 936-647-5747 or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production produced by the show host and Dick Schistler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ? Starting your own talk show? Yeah. Contact Dick Schistler at dick at irlonestar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747.